Welcome, everybody, to episode 83 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey's not quite with us yet, but he'll be joining us later, hopefully for the main segment. I should say probably for the main segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about the PS4 announcement. It actually just finished about half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. So that's going to be our main, our topic for today. Uh, today, which is February 20th, 2013. Uh, teasers later on in the episode. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the the whole announcement for PS4 and, and our thoughts on the, on the announcement. And uh, 4 in February progress, too. We're going to be talking about uh, a little later, later on in the episode. Uh, nibble bits. Will, why don't you get started with nibble bits? Um, my first one is there's a new Halo 4 map pack coming out on February 25th. It's called the Majestic Map Pack, and it has three new maps called Monolith, Landfall, and Skyline. Um, it also adds a new game type called Infinity Rumble, and it, this is all for 800 Microsoft points. Um, my next one is, I think they talked about this at the press conference, that Sony registered the domains uh, for the URL's PlayStation Cloud. And did they bring that up at the... No. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. I, miss, I missed parts of the beginning. Sort of beginning. Because I saw Kotaku put out an article with PlayStation Cloud during the press conference, so I was wondering if they talked about it at all. Not that I... I'm, I if they did, I missed that part. Same I missed here. about mm, 10 or 15 minutes like at the, towards the beginning of the... Okay. Of the uh, announcement. I can't, I can't really remember if it was in the beginning or not, but um, basically the domain was registered by someone from the Gaikai, the mm-hmm. cloud gaming service. So, oh, they um, did talk about that, did they? Yeah, they talked about Gaikai. That's actually the thing that. Yeah, I they talked about Gaikai. Did they? Well, somebody that like I think it was you last week brought up that they rumored that they're going to stream old PlayStation three, two, yeah. and one games. Yeah, that is just kind of adding a little bit more credibility well, that was to, that, to that. That was confirmed. Well, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of confirmed. <laughs> okay. And my final one is Draw Something has been out for a year now, and uh, I wanted to get some of the stats because I don't think any of us have played Draw Something in it's been a, while. a very long time. But this is some of the, the Kotaku released an infographic on the major stats for it. So it's had 100 million downloads, 14 million uh, Twitter shoutouts. Um, let's see. Um... Over 15.7 billion coins have been earned from it. Wow. Uh, the top uh, color pack is the Mardi Gras pack, and it's been played in 84 different countries. Oh. I didn't realize it was as big of a hit as it was. But yeah. It's probably the type of thing where it's it's almost over with here, but it's moved into... Other countries? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. Eastern civilizations. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had. All right. Eric, what do you got for us? I just got two quick ones, Dan. Um, this is one that I'm particularly excited for, uh, next-gen game, hopefully. Uh, GameStop released an article about how impressed they were when they saw Battlefield 4 in action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read the... Uh, GameStop the, or GameSpot? GameStop. GameStop. Okay. Yes. GameStop tweeted that EA had shown the game, and EA's own origin subsequently confirmed that with a retweet. And it said, got to see Battlefield 4 today, and all I can say is, wow. Um, P- PC version, probably, if it's from or- through Origin. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. So, very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Battlefield 3 was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last one, Xbox 720's Connect specs possibly leaked. Uh, this is from GameSpot.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Gaston. I'll just read you some of the... Some of the stuff that it's supposed to do better, um, its ability to sense depth, color, and decrease latency period is supposed to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's supposed to be better at reading skeletal tracking, and it can detect up to six players and has a much wider viewing angle. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's supposed to be more compatible with a lot more living rooms. Yeah, I also read that they didn't need to put a motion uh, uh, movement control in yeah. it, so it, it can just yeah, it just stays stay in one stationary. spot and yep. picks up all the movement. And it's going to have infrared in it, so I don't cool. know, whatever that means. But yeah, the one I because I, I looked over those and a lot of them meant nothing to me. But I, I one of the ones that I saw is it records in 1080. Yes, 1080 it does. resolution, it 1080p, does, I think. Which is up from four. I think it was 480. 640 by 480 resolution. 480, yeah. yeah. Um, I, one quick thing on the PS4 thing today. I was very happy to see there wasn't too much PS Move involved. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just that one thing. Yeah, but, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, my nibble bits. Hotline Miami is coming to the PS3 and Vita systems via the PlayStation Network. Uh, it will also launch cross-buy, allowing Hotline Miami to be played on the Vita and PS3 with one purchase. So that's a good thing. Ooh. If you own both those systems, you can play Hotline Miami on either one. Uh, publisher Activision has laid off 30 full-time employees, citing the scaling back of licensed titles. A few of the layoffs affected Treyarch. Uh, the Black Ops 2 developer, but Activision assured consumers that it wouldn't affect the launch of Black Ops 2 DLC. Oh, damn it. I know. <laughs> I was hoping it'd uh, shut it right now. I'm glad for that assurance. Uh, and then my last one is WWE 2K14 was officially announced today. Yeah. The rights to make WWE games were, were purchased from THQ by Take-Two in their auction last month. The new title will use much of the same development team from previous titles as well as some contributions from Visual Concepts, which is 2K Sports' in-house developer. Uh, WWE 2K14 will launch in its traditional fall release window. So, For the WWE fans, I keep threatening to get a uh, wrestling game. They're fun, man. They are fun. They are a lot of fun. I think the last one I played was on Nintendo 64. That was a great one. It was a great one. Great game. I don't remember, was it like something versus NWO or something like that? Something maybe. You know what? I'm going to look it up because okay. it was really good. It was really good. I just I like taking baseball bats and just beating people with them. That was fun. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, to get into our week, I have a weigh-in. I start at 247.4. My current weight is 248 even, so I actually put on about half a pound. Um, it was due to bad eating Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I had a terrible weekend for eating. And I've actually lost weight since Monday. At Monday, I was 250.5, so I've lost... Uh, two and a half pounds since since Monday, and it is only Wednesday. So if if the weigh-in was tomorrow, I probably would have uh, ended up losing a little bit of weight, maybe like half a pound. But uh, you know, back on the on the diet pretty easily. I'm a little disappointed, but it happens. You know, yeah. like I said, it was three solid days of eating. One day of bad eating doesn't really affect diet. Um, two bad days slows it down considerably. So I had three bad days. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? A uh, little more about my Nexus 7. I still haven't really gamed on it per se, but I did put uh, Super G NES emulator on it, um, and I threw a couple Super Nintendo games on it just to just to try it out a little bit. And actually, it works really well even with the on-screen touch controller. Uh, it, it's like perfect size to fit in my hand and be like you you play it in portrait mode and the controller is like on the bottom and then the screen on top is where you play the game and it works really well for like uh, rpgs and stuff i can't imagine for something like mario world it would be great but um, for rpgs it works really nice um so like i said i haven't really done much gaming at all on it but i i think it'll work out nicely for that uh hopefully next week i'll get the chance to actually like 
put the PlayStation emulator on it or the Nintendo 64 emulator on it and, and plug my controller into it and give it the full, the full work around. I've just been, been busy and haven't had the chance. Um, but I, I really love it so far. Game center works great for watching hockey games on it when my wife is using the TV. Um, the only negative I've come across so far is there's no camera on the back, um, which means you pretty much can't take pictures with it. So it, it, I don't know if it would necessarily do for like a complete cell phone replacement, but it's, it's pretty close. That's kind of weird that I have a camera on the back. Yeah, I think the next Nexus 7 is supposed to. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was never one. I, I don't take that many pictures anyway, and if I do go somewhere that I feel like I need to take pictures, I'll just take my old cell phone because um, that's got a good camera on it. Martha's aren't into pictures. No, not really. I only snap the occasional photo. Except Allison. Yeah. Other than that, no. Um, I'll actually probably do a hardware review card for it. If I mean, Corey's probably going to be overloaded with review cards, but I'll probably throw a <laughs> Nexus 7 one on there for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the device so far. I, I use it a ton. It's great. Uh, like I said, hopefully by next week I'll be able to try some gaming on it. Um, and then my last thing is we're redoing our living room. Uh, painting i hung our tv on the wall so that's why one of the reasons why i haven't had a lot of time to to play games in general but try games on my on my tablet uh you know i had a, i was out pretty much all weekend doing various things um and then you know i started monday really i hung the tv on the wall on monday and then started painting yesterday so yeah it's busy been a busy month so far so uh that's all i've got for my week so will what do you got for us the only thing that, uh, for me this week, was our first floor hockey game was actually today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played, and we won 3 to nothing. I had two assists. Missed the net on both my shots, but mm. it doesn't matter. We won. A yeah. um, couple funny things that happened uh, during the game. We actually got yelled at by the referee because we were diving in front of the puck on defense. Why? I don't know. Why is that a problem? The referees said because that they don't want to get, like, they don't want to have to have, like, all players wear masks and stuff like that, which our team said we don't care if we get hit in the face. This yeah. is our final year yeah, you're, playing you're floor taking hockey. taking it seriously. Yeah. Putting it out on the line yeah. out there. Cause, uh, <laughs> Stupid. My friend Dakota, who was actually visiting last week, he yeah. laid down right in front of the goal and took one right <laughs> off the chest. And then, like, later, or a little bit earlier in the game, the other, play- the other team's best player was, like, streaking down the side. And he went one way, and uh, I went to go that way, and he went the other way, and I just laid down, broke up the play, and was on my back and backhanded it out of the zone. Mm-hmm. So he got. He just said that, is this the last year? Do you guys want to have the tournament here? Because he doesn't want people to huh. That's get stupid. hurt. But like I said, none of us care. Like If we have to sign a waiver saying we won't sue the school... Yeah, if you gotta get stitches on the bench, yeah, that'd and, be awesome. And the other thing is, part of hockey. What do you give a shit if it's the last one? It's the last one year to final year. That's yeah. what we said. Evan actually said, "Yeah, I don't care if it's the last one. <laughs> I'll ruin it for everybody yeah. as long as I win." Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. What do you want to do? That'd be, do do? that'd be awesome getting stitch up on the side and coming back out to, <laughs> to finish the game. That's something our team would do. We take it very, very seriously. Well, you, you wouldn't get to. you wouldn't get stitched up. You'd have to like tie your t shirt as a tourniquet around whatever <laughs> cut you had. Well, we had, which if it was on your face, I mean, you'd have to tie it around your neck. Uh, our team uniform has green bandanas, so we would just take a bandana. Yeah, and perfect. Put it around wherever the wound was. Yeah. But uh, the team we played was also very competitive. Every team that we saw play was very competitive, but. Uh, both the teams that w- for us today, we were going at it. One of my friends, um, Ryan, actually leveled a kid. 
so hard to the ground. He wasn't paying attention, and he was sprinting towards the puck, and he looked back and went forward. He hit this kid to the ground so hard. I've never seen somebody get leveled that nice. bad. Well, you can't you can't skate with your head down. No. Yeah. Keep your head up. Just ask R.J. Umberger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, and he had his head down. He was, like, going <laughs> like that towards the puck, and Ryan, yep. he just went into Ryan's chest. And actually, Ryan got yelled at after for being too aggressive. What? Ah, you got to keep your head up. You can't, you can't do that. Exactly. But the team we play next week is like us, and if that teacher is afraid of like aggressiveness, she mm-hmm. should not watch the next game. Hmm. I would not be surprised if they are punches. Nice. What time's the meeting? <laughs> not sure. It's either 2.43. Coach Eric and Dan ought to come out there and chuck some knuckles. Mm-hmm. Hey. But we're, we're friends with the other team, but we're both very competitive, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun game. And the teacher's almost lost. Too. They lost three to one. They played the team. I told Eric the team name because I thought it was hilarious. But they're called Fellowship of the Ginger, and they have a, a ginger goalie who you would not expect to be very good. But he he was stoning the teachers on every opportunity. Nice. Like they were up one nothing. The ginger team at halftime, mm-hmm. and where everyone's like the teachers might go into the losers bracket because there's double elimination this year. Oh, good. So they were up one nothing at like halftime. Everyone's freaking out, like, "Oh my god!" Um, the goalie for the teachers' team let in a goal, and everybody like erupted. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to see no, the teachers, teachers lose. lose. Yeah. And uh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that can bring the student body together. Yeah. Is seeing the teachers lose. Yeah. And the gym teacher, I love the guy. He's awesome and hilarious. But everybody hates him because he's that gym teacher who likes to get under your skin and talk trash to you and get you mad. And I love that. Because they know that you can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and he's a gym teacher. Yeah, right? he, he, that's what you he know? does. Right. It's just funny because he, he does that for his own personal entertainment, and it works every time. So everybody boos him whenever he scores a goal or, like, shoots a basketball. Like, everybody's on him all the time. Mm-hmm. But he shot a puck with traffic to the five hole of the goalie, and the, the ginger goalie just closed his legs and deflected off, and, like, everybody was going nuts. It was such a fun game to watch. Mm. And, uh... Mr. Cicchetti, actually, who you guys have brought up on this podcast, he's, who was the ex-hockey player who was really good. He was driving towards the net, and one of... Got uh, an accident? No. Close. But uh, oh. I got one of the eighth-grade girls swiped the puck away three times on him. Nice. <laughs> She's uh, dating one of our other eighth-grade friends, so we, <laughs> we're telling him that her girl, his girlfriend was saving the game for him. Mm-hmm. Nice. But the floor hockey tournament is alive and well in Newark Valley. It's crazy. It's a big happening. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We have uh, one of our the basketball a lot of the basketball players. But one of them said, "Boy, we got more people here for the floor hockey tournament than our basketball games." You know who started that revolution? Two guys you're sitting with right yeah, now. You guys yeah. made floor team Slayer made floor hockey on the map for Newark Valley. Yeah, February is floor hockey month in Newark Valley. Is See? what we call it. Yeah, Dan, I'm proud that we had a part in that. Yes, we did. A very big part. I feel like. Yeah, it, it's it's seriously one of the best things to ever come to Newark Valley. It's yeah. so it's much the fun. only reason to, worth going to school there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. But uh, our team's looking really good. I was worried going into the game that our offense wasn't going to be that good, but pretty solid offensively. Mm-hmm. Our defense is rock solid. We don't like we. I think they got one shot on goal. Mm-hmm. We played them today, nice. so yeah, we. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough battle because we have to grind more and play dirty dirtier hockey because last year we had johnny who could just deke yeah well he was a hockey, hockey player. player so he and he could shoot really well yeah and i don't know nice yeah i was mad at my shots i missed high over the goal my first one and then wide right so we had trouble lifting the puck because the sticks were like crap 
they were like made out of rubber. They, Oof, were, they were just, awful. They were so, and we couldn't have a curve on our blade either. Really? Nope. Yeah, they had to be flat. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Because now... I would always, I would always step on mine and twist it a little bit, so I got a little advantage. But yeah, because as long what, as they didn't notice, that's what we do. Because my blade is probably like that. Yeah, and I usually can, I can get it to the top corner easily. Mm, nice. But, okay. Yeah, that's what we did. All right. Have a report next week. Sounds good. Eric, how's your week? Uh, not too much to report. Uh, the Sabres fired their coach today, mm-hmm. Lindy Ruff, who I really like, but it was time for a change. They suck. I don't know what the issue is. They have talent. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, they brought up their AHL coach. I don't know anything about him. But we'll see. Can't do much worse than what they have been. When's their first game? Tomorrow. Okay. Against Toronto. Are you going to be able to watch? Uh, yes. Good. I will be able to. Um, yeah, so got that going on. I don't think too much else besides uh, 4 in February. Trying to mix that in with my FIFA addiction. Uh And, uh, yeah. Excellent. That's it. Okay. Yeah, we're going to actually wait for Corey before the next segment starts. Hopefully he he should be. One other thing. I looked up the wrestling game. Oh, yeah. I believe it was WCW versus NWO World Tour. I think you're right. I think that's what it was. I I look at the cover of it, and it looks right. It's got a picture of... uh, the Big Show and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Nice. That's the one. Classics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and uh, hopefully be joining you pretty soon with uh, with Corey. So we'll uh, take a quick break and be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 83 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said earlier, we are going to be talking about the PS4 announcement that just concluded not that long ago. So this is this information is hot off the presses. Uh, Corey, welcome. Thanks, guys. He, he's, he's eating a little <laughs> bit right now. So uh, Popcorn and cheese, right? Yes, that exactly. And drinking tea Hey, in a Thumbstick uh, Athletes class. This is the... The switch, the hundred percent fruit juice beverage with no added anything. Oh, how yeah. is it? It's delightful. What oh, kind okay. is it? Uh, I think this is a strawberry of some sort. You can't tell. Uh, I I threw the can away already. Well, Corey, it's hundred percent. You should be able to tell. Hang on. Take another sip. It's definitely grape. <laughs> grape. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but anyway, Eric was uh, took took a crap ton of notes yeah. during the presentation, about, which is good. Because, Corey, how about that, huh? Got a boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which is good because I watched what I could, but my my house was chaos when I was trying to watch yeah. it. So, um, along with uh, you know some connection issues, I did jump around until I finally found a, like a good stream that I wasn't, struggled with that myself. Yeah, man. that wasn't wasn't jumping around a lot. I ended up on Kotaku's stream actually. Theirs was the best for me. I started there and then I switched to Gamespot. Okay, that was the best one. Kotaku's wasn't working for me. Okay, Twitch. I started on Twitch um, on the app on my thing, and then I switched to the Twitch app or uh, Twitch on the computer mm-hmm. and then i just went to the kotaku one and it, it worked pretty well after that so okay but anyway let's get into it eric well, what bear, do you got for bear us bear with me um i did it like along with the show so it might mm-hmm. not all be and i didn't read anything over because i came right here so right excuses um <laughs> cool will <laughs> anyway uh i missed the first part because my internet was being a piece of shit so mark cerny i'm not really sure who he is but i tried to get where people Lee- were what's that He's the lead system architect. Okay. 
that's what he does for Sony PlayStation. Um, so the first thing I noted with him was the Knack video game mm-hmm. that he showed that he's working on. Will, I know you thought that was pretty awesome. I thought it looked cool. What did you like about it? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just like the whole how the I, don't, I liked the graphics with it because they weren't like. It was more. It reminded it me more, of Kingdoms of Amalur yeah, a little bit. It was like stylized. Stylized. Yeah. I don't know. It just looked. I didn't see any like a lot of gameplay, but looking at the trailer, it just I don't know. Seeing the tanks blowing stuff up, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just looked really cool. It was a cool idea. Like, um, I thought he was trying to show off like all the pieces that can be on the screen. You know, mm-hmm. the graphics of the the PS4, and uh, I don't know. It's not my kind of game, but I could see why you would be excited for it. I probably wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, you just have this character named Knack, and he... He's a little, like, robot guy that can yeah. add pieces to himself to yeah. become different things. Kind of consumes pieces, yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, and becomes like more... Goth. Yeah. <laughs> then he becomes more <laughs> more badass mm-hmm. as he consumes pieces. And he can, like, throw his pieces around, it seems like, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, they, they started off the thing, like, just talking about mostly, like, the social media yeah. integration, and, the and I was like, whatever. They didn't go into depth on what the hardware is. No, only, they didn't. They, the only thing they said was it was going to have 8 gigabytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, like, a very generic. They're, they, like, an advanced uh, PC-based graphics processing unit. That's like, what that I remember. That doesn't mean anything. I, I, I heard him say that, and I was like, well... What is it? Yeah, exactly. Not that I would know, but I knew one of you guys yeah. would know, and I was and, like, "Well, and an X eighty six based processor, which is standard." Okay, and that, but the, you know, there's tons of different processors. So, right, I did. Th- I do think they said it was going to be a. Did they say it was going to be a quad core or a eight core processor? I think, didn't catch that. Okay, I think they said it was going to be either a quad core or eight core processor, but they didn't say which one. It, everyone seems to think it's going to be AMD mm-hmm. based stuff. It's a little little cheaper to manufacture, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know. Part for of that sure. might be because of um, you know they're the first to announce their specs. So. Yeah, that's true. And it's not too late to change some of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I they probably will wait till E three to announce that, don't you think? Yeah. Till much later in the d- development process. Well, like the Japanese guy from Final Fantasy said, you should be excited for E three. Yeah. Well, it's not because of your game, sir. Right. I can assure you. <laughs> exactly. Um, my second. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> yeah. My second tidbit, um, you can put the system into, like, for lack of a better term, a sleep mode with mm-hmm. the touch of a power button and just hit it when you want to come back on. It basically just fires right back up and you can go right back in your game where you left off. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? I mean, whatever. Yeah. Do you, I, the load up times don't bother you? No. Or? No, because usually when I'm playing a game, it's I, I put it in a game and I play it for hours. Okay. So I, I like to have a chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, didn't do anything for you. I thought it was cool. It's a cool idea. Like if you're in the middle of a game and you like you can't find a save point or whatever, right. and you need to set it down for hours. Or if you have a child. Or if you have a child, yeah. If you like, you know, say I'm playing an RPG that mm-hmm. has like save points per se, and you're playing that, and like you you need to set it down to run off and do something. It, you know, it won't power off like Corey's Nino Cooney. Yeah. Um, and, and lose a bunch of progress. It'll it'll. You can either power it down or it'll power it down and then and then restart in the same spot. I think that's, Do you that's think that they heard about what happened and that's why they did this? It's got to be because of Corey. Yeah, of course. Corey, well, well done. I mean, it's really my own fault because I set it to Corey. after, if it's idle for an hour, it shuts off. No. No. Nope. This is their fault. Yeah. And Corey. they fixed it with the new PS4. Yes. Just because they, should re- they should reimburse me for the time I spent on Nino Kuni. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. 
Max, go ahead. Eric, I just want to jump in there yep. because part of what they were pitching with all of that was th- that dude, Mark Cerny, kind of broke it down into five principles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was simplicity. Uh, one was immediacy. And that was the one he, he was really talking about with that, mm-hmm. that sleep function. Um, <clears throat> and I think part of what he was getting at was a lot of people had issue with the we use UI. And he said, you know, yeah, nowadays you kind of expect everything to be instant. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true, and I think with gamers especially. I think if it's not, it's it's you know if it's close to it or or it's really only a problem if it's not immediate. You know, if everything's really slow, like because I never heard about any of that stuff for the Wii or the 360 or PC. It was just with the Wii U and how long it took to do everything that that it was a problem, right? Right, and that's kind of what he was. Ta- what he didn't you know specifically say Wii U, but just that. That idea of immediacy in gaming and delivering the separation between gamers and their content should be null. Yeah. Null and um, void. At, at this point, it's expected for it to be that way. Right. And so that was just another added feature they had in addition to uh, – he also mentioned that the background processing, like the downloads and stuff. That's what I was getting to next. Okay, go ahead. Um, so one of the things I hate about the PS3 is that when you're going to download something – it's it takes longer I feel like and you, a lot of things you can't play anything while you're downloading something but with this while something downloads you're going to be able to actually play that game that you're downloading mm-hmm. while it downloads which mm-hmm. I think is really cool mm-hmm. um, but Corey what were you going to say about that just that oh, sorry. just just that okay. yeah that the background processing is handled separately yeah I think I think that's pretty cool considering I, how shitty I felt it was on the PS3. Did you ever have any issues with that on your PS3? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of times if I was downloading something, it's because I wanted to play it, so I wasn't, right. like, you know, trying to play something else in between. But I could see where it would be a bother for some people. And I wasn't as hardcore with my PS3 as some people were sure. either. So, And that's another immediacy thing. You can yeah. play it right then instead mm-hmm. of having to wait. Um, this is something that I thought was awesome and that we could probably use to our advantage as a podcast if any of us get a PS4, which I'm going to, Mm -hmm. um, you can seamlessly upload any of your gameplay videos with the share button, Mm -hmm. and actually, like, right when you're playing, people can just watch you real-time play. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And another big part of that, it seems like, I don't think we would use this as much as maybe some other people, but if you're stuck, your friends can jump in and help you Mm -hmm. at a certain point, Mm -hmm. which would be cool. And one really cool idea that I didn't think of, but they said... If you need a health potion at some point, a friend can drop you in a health potion or something like that. Oh, nice. Which is really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was another like another thing, a big thing they pitched was making the console developer, more than anything, developer friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the knocks on the PlayStation, especially for the more expansive Western RPGs. It was a huge problem because it wasn't developer friendly for Western Western developers. So. Yeah, and one of the one of the things they talked about was uh, making it more social and, and opening up opportunities for developers to utilize what Eric mentioned the remote play uh, for developers to make cool cool ideas. And, and one of them that they mentioned was uh, allowing your friends to actually, if you're having an issue in a game, allow your friends to actually remotely play your game just by picking up a controller. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah, that's neat. Um. 
And also, you, they can uh, if you allow them to post comments on your screen. Yeah, you, and you you can watch your friends' games too. Obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't want people um, razzing me while I was playing Super well, Meat yeah, Boy. That's the thing; you can allow them or not allow them. Yeah. And you, like, I probably would. Just they they it's brought funny. up trash talking and, and yeah. whatnot, but <laughs> it kind of reminded me, Corey, of the Dark Souls multiplayer, where you can leave hints and stuff like that. Yeah, like you could have players doing that for you, like. I, yeah. I don't know. I th- I think you're kind of into watching people play games and having people watch you play games. So I thought that would be something that you were. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all about games being social. I like. Yeah. I get burned out when I'm just sitting there playing single player games by myself. Yeah. I like to, you know, experience it with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I want? Oh yeah, I mean, we we shouldn't act like any of this is new because the Wii U does kind of do that. But the problem with the Wii U's is that it's 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 its own entity and it's one that i keep knocking the wii u well no Corey, the only thing we have to compare it to Corey, before we even went on air will and i were sitting here and i was just like how silly does the wii u look exactly it's it's it seems like and this is what i i think i brought up with my ps4 stuff when we were talking about like what i would have to happen for me to buy that instead of an xbox which isn't the case i want to get both of them but They've made it more user-friendly, it seems like, and a lot more streamlined towards the social part of it, which is what I like about games, is playing yeah. online. Yep, and rather than what the Wii U what the Wii U did and created its own kind of social atmosphere, which mm-hmm. is probably not a lot of fun for a more mature gamer, right. uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to integrate Facebook and Ustream and all the stuff people already have and know how to use and can interact with very easily. Yeah. And I mean, and I being be awesome. yeah, being able to load a, a gameplay video, I can't tell you how many times that would have, I would have had done it in FIFA. Thousands of FIFA videos yeah. by now of crazy goals that I've scored, you know, and uh, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? You have a problem. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, we should also say that all these uh, streaming and social features were announced by the Gaikai guy. Yeah. What's that? He's streaming the, the cloud. The cloud gaming. Oh yeah. Well, Mark, Mark Cerny did talk a little bit about it because uh-huh. I, I I put headers under everything. But uh, the last thing I had for the Mark Cerny was he talked a little bit about how the PS4 is going to be more personal and give you better recommendations on things to buy. Not a big deal for me, but because because we pay pretty close attention to what's out there, right? So right, yeah. So like, if you're somebody that doesn't, right? Here, here's what yeah. you'll probably like. Yeah. All right, moving on to Gaikai CEO David Perry. Um, one thing that I thought was cool, I mean, you will know when your friends purchase a new game, which you might anyway, but I don't know. The way he explained it is a lot better than what I'm going to try to do, so I'm not going to. Steam Steam does that. Okay. Like, do it'll tell you when, what, what games are playing, and, okay. and, and so it's probably similar to that, I would think, and what, what games they've re- recently purchased, games okay. on their wish lists. Um, try and stream any game from the PlayStation Tour store for free before you buy it um which is awesome any game and that's yeah so you don't have to download a demo right is what they're saying so you can just stream it right mm-hmm. from the store which is great that's mm-hmm. awesome um like we mentioned the partnership with Ustream and facebook uh broadcasting games i apologize like i said i didn't read these over no problem um this was really cool if you have a vita um you can move your game from your tv onto your ps vita using the remote play um which is obviously... Ah, d- sounds like the Wii U, doesn't it? Yeah, but better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like the Wii U now that you mention it, but I 
Again, how silly is the Wii U at this point? Exactly. Already. Exactly. Um, yeah, and they, their their ultimate goal, what he said, is to make every PS4 game playable on the Vita. So hmm. that would be cool. And I guess the PS4 is actually going to be used as kind of like a server for the Vita mm-hmm. at times, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is what we mentioned earlier. They didn't confirm that PS1, 2, and 3 games will be available to play on PS4, but that's what they're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Eventually the, get yeah, a lot of titles Eventually that. they'll have all of them available. That's well, one of the strengths of the PlayStation brand is all the awesome back titles that they have on sure. PS1 and PS2. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Um, PS3. Come on. And PS3. I did never really played PS3, so. The, uh, Other than the actual once. quote on that was that PS3 titles aren't natively supported on PS4, but then he went on to feed us some crap about everything running everywhere. So you'll be able to play all PlayStation games on your Vita, you know, as if your PS4 is the server or right. Sony Mobile or, you know, whatever. Right. But not backwards compatible. Correct. Right. Um, we took a few notes on the developer's video that was after that. Um, they just mentioned a balance between elegance and simplicity for the interface, which I think is a good idea. I mean, the more simple it is, the better at this point, I feel like. I mean, the Wii U, like we were just saying, is mm-hmm. just it's just not streamlined enough right. for people. Um, and I like the elegant look. Mm-hmm. I'm a very elegant guy. <laughs> very classy. Um Let's see, I talked about that, talked about that. Oh, they talked about the PS4 being uh, like a blank canvas for developers to create whatever they want, which makes me hopeful for indie gaming on the PS4. Corey? Yeah, no, I didn't think of uh, indie gaming, but I just thought... I mean, we always talk about it, but what what do people really want? They want the good games, and I yeah. think by making your console most appealing to developers, you're on the right track. Sure. Uh, not much for that guy. Okay, into some of the games that they showed. Yeah. Uh, I I tried to get the names as good as I can. Uh, Herman Holes, I think it was, co-founder of Guerrilla Games. Mm-hmm. He showed Killzone Shadowfall. Now, who watched the video? I did. Just I saw a little alt- bit. Okay, I see. Corey, you didn't see it? I didn't see that one, Okay, I'll just give you my thoughts real quick, and then we can talk about it. Um, I thought it was amazing graphically. Mm -hmm. Um, Very futuristic look to the game. Uh, Very intense battle, and the environment was just kind of collapsing around you, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I reiterated to myself the amazing graphics and realism. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Using cover looked to be a pretty big part of the game, which Mm -hmm. is cool. It's not always the case in first-person shooter. You just kind of run around, but... Um, that I thought was one of the cooler things that they showed in any of the, the games was the scene where he's holding onto the rope on the helicopter. Oh, he jumps yeah. off the building. He's like swaying back and forth and like whizzing by buildings. It just looked so real, yeah. you know, while shooting a gun at the, and it wasn't just that he was like shooting at enemies. It was, it was the swinging by the building yeah. that was awesome. You know, the guy playing it, I didn't think was very good at first no. person shooters. No, he wasn't. <laughs> There's a lot of missed shots. Yeah. But but uh, I don't know thoughts on Killzone Shadowfall. It looked incredible. Yeah, that was really the, the the main reason why I wanted to watch that was to see what the PS4 like looked like, what the controller looked like, what the what the system looked like. 
and then to see the games. I don't care about really the social features. That mm-hmm. I probably won't use much of that, wouldn't use much of that stuff anyway. It's, it's all about the games for me. Right. Um, so this is when I started to get excited when okay. I saw that game because it looks amazing. Doesn't it? It does. It oh, really looks good. God. Graphically, is very impressive. It looks like a fun shooter to play, too. Right. Yeah, everything about it. I couldn't have been yeah. more excited. Now, the Killzone is a franchise, it is. right? So, okay. Yeah. I've never played any of them. They are on my Amazon wish list, and it makes me want to buy them. PlayStation okay. exclusive. Well, so. Corey, you played Killzone, right? Or what? Uh, or am no, I thinking of something else? I played else? like one of them for like half an hour. Okay, that's I what feel it was. was there one out on PS2? Mm, I don't think so. No. I think it was just PS3. Yeah, that's the franchise they said that helped. You know, with the PlayStation Three. Did yeah. what? Well, didn't that? Wasn't that supposed to be like the Gears of War competitor or the Halo I th- competitor? I could see why it would be because I, I think, thought of Gears for I the think cover. Gears of War, definitely. Yeah, but didn't quite make it. No. But this one looks like it has promise. Oh man, does it? Yeah, ever? that was one of the one of the few I didn't get to see. You should see if you can find it. It was awesome. Well, they awesome, uploaded man. it onto their. Is that the one that they uploaded onto Facebook? I don't know. With the with the UStream thing, because they took the it video. Is. The, that's it the is. one. It's on their Facebook. Yes. Yeah, so that should be on the internet already. Did you want to talk about the controller real quick? Because yeah. I didn't put anything in here about that. Sure. Um, they did. They did reveal the controller. It's if you've been following game news, it's it's what everyone has had mocked up. Because it did it leak? Must be like a it week did. ago. Yeah, yeah, about a week ago. I think I tweeted it last week. Okay. For mm-hmm. nibble bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's basically the same look except it has a touchpad in the middle. It's got a touchpad, and then the, button. the triggers too on the top, yes. on the right and left are a little bit different. They're supposed to be a little more tactile, mm-hmm. a little more responsive. Yep. Um, which sh- is good for shooters. The share button. It's got a microphone jack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then the light bar on it. Yeah, well, did, they didn't really talk much about the light bar. It said something about... It's a... it's supposed to pick up motion from the... There's supposed to be a camera sensor okay. on the PS3, and it picks up motion almost like the move Okay. Um, of the controller. It can tell its positioning in 3D space. Okay. Um, which a lot of people tweeted, oh, they, they've invented the Wii motion sensor bar and the Kinect. Yeah. It's like, well, well whatever. whatever. Well, isn't this separate? Isn't this solely for the move because it will pick up the move from the bottom? Is that the idea? I'm not really sure. They it, it's, really... it's similar to the move, except it's actually on the controller. It's not a different controller. Oh, I thought, I, I was just kind of. I, I honestly I have no idea, but to me it just seemed like it was a a move, uh, another way to pick up the move. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it, okay. but it's on the actual controller as opposed to having the wand controller. Yeah, which I'm right. sure you can use right. too. But and it, they also said that the light bar is an easy way to tell the different players, like but like like on yeah. the Xbox controller how they have the one two three four on the little oh, circle quadrant. Is that what they meant? By they'll that? they'll okay. be different colors. That's what I was for wondering. Like, I was like, what the hell do they mean by that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, controller looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, on to the next thing. Matt Southern from Evolution Studios showed Drive Club, which is a racing game, as you might guess. Um, and oddly enough, maybe the game I was most excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seeing it. Holy shit. I'll just give you my notes for that one. They said it's been in concept for over 10 years. He said they've just been waiting for the proper technology, and PS4 apparently has provided them with that. Um, the part that I find the coolest about this is, as I do with my FIFA game with pro clubs, is that you can drive as a club and, you know, beat other clubs. And I just, I love that mm-hmm. teamwork aspect That's of it. pretty awesome. Isn't it? That's a really oh, cool idea. God, it looks so cool. And, like, it looked like you all have your own car and your, your gamer picture, like, hovers above your car. So, like, 
I don't know. There's just something about like being in a club and like just racing together that against racing, other clubs around the yeah, world. It just sounds cool. It so sounds awesome really awesome. Yeah. And okay, and I'll just go on with my notes, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> you have 24-hour access to your club through apps on your phone, and you know, tablet, what tablets, and whatnot. Um, they re- recreated the cars to. Uh, they put it like this: incredible detail and accuracy, which. Yeah, Dan. I mean, you saw it. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Holy shit! I'm not a car guy, right? But man, when it comes to video games, for some reason, I'm more of a car guy. Right. I don't know why, but man, did they nail it! The the, the graphics could not have looked any better. Uh, it's first person perspective, um, and then I just put Unreal graphics environments for you know when they showed some gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That game, and just I thought the guy did a really good job of selling it. Yeah, I wanted to say like he could have sold me anything. Right, the way he was talking. <laughs> right, and uh, just the whole club thing. That's definitely a game that I would buy. Yeah, well, one of the th- cool things that he mentioned that you could do with your your apps on tablet or phone or whatever is that you could set up a challenge, a time, a track, yeah, etc. Set all that up hours in advance. Um, so people around the world could accept the challenge yep. and then you, you know, you show up at the time and then you, you, you have your race or whatever. And, and think about it. I thought with, that was pretty sweet. With the live streaming, you could set that up and like have people watch your yeah. race. Have it people like have an, your a event. fucking event. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. If it's used that way, you yep. know what I mean? If people really get into that, it could be awesome. Yeah. I, we had talked a little, little bit before the, the show, but I said if it was, if it was a rally racing game, cause I really like rally racing. Um, that would that would sell me on the console right there, just because it's such a cool idea. Yeah. Oh god. Um, I'm getting the getting the willies talking about it. <laughs> um, next thing I've got is a PS4 exclusive called Second Son. They didn't really. I mean, I didn't get too much out of it. The only note I took is that it's a superhero type of game. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the Infamous. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's. It's probably not a sequel, but it's it's, yeah, it's, it's infamous, infamous. game. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what it is is you know it's it, you. It seems like you're basically living in a police state. Yeah. And the people that like it, it reminded me of Heroes. You know where where the people are the weapons because they develop like mm-hmm. sp- special powers or whatever um, that can't be detected obviously by traditional means like metal detectors and whatnot. So you know they kind of it seems like they kind of revolt against the the status quo right. a little bit. It reminded me of the show Heroes yeah. actually. What did you think um, of the game itself? It look it wasn't wasn't a gameplay video. Right. It was just a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I would definitely be interested in, mm-hmm. but I would ha- I would have to see like gameplay yeah. and stuff first. But it looked really cool. Yep. Um, next thing I've got was from Michael Denny. Not sure who he was either. I think he was a Sony guy. Um, he just had a quote that I thought was important. PlayStation continues support for indie games. Mm-hmm. So that's big for us. Um, and then they went right to Jonathan Blow, the creator of Braid, oddly yep. enough. And the first note I have for him was that he took a shot at all the action games and the explosions, which I yes. thought was hilarious. Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> Even I though agree. I'm a fan of those games, I can appreciate a good sense of humor. Yeah. I also like his games, so. Yeah. Um, his new game, The Witness, will premiere on the PS4. Um, I was trying to take notes while I was watching, but, like, difficult. So I, I took down, he said it was kind of like an open world that will try to keep you confined to smaller areas. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more to do in this, in the smaller area. Right. Than your standard open world game. Right. 
And he said, like, every puzzle and everything is in its place for a reason. Mm -hmm. And there's no filler in the game. And each puzzle contains a separate idea, which is really cool. And he wants the game to take place mostly in your mind. Yeah. He said it was focused on an epiphany. He said, you know, you'll be sitting, racking your brain over a puzzle, and then all of a sudden something will click. And it'll all make sense to you. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what they were going for, that, that type of feel for, for that game, The yeah. Witness. Oh, and, pretty cool. Yeah. You know, in, and then they showed some, some gameplay from it. And it had the music I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a Celtic feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Celtic folky feel. Uh, really cool art style. Very colorful, unique worlds. And I, it felt like there was a lot of small worlds inside of a large world. Mm-hmm. A lot of the areas looked different, which yep. I think is kind of what he meant by... He the said, world being open but small yeah. areas. He said you could walk 20 seconds and be in a completely like new different area. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. I thought it looked great. Did you see any of the video for that, Corey? Nope, I missed those three. Oh, check it out, man. I think yeah. you especially cool. would be really interested in that one. It, it reminded me of Mist. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. So but I yeah. actually saw that a few other a few people tweeted that that it reminded them of Mist. Okay. But obviously uh, you know, different more modern take on mist um the next one i was a little disappointed because they didn't show any of the game um david cage of quantic dream talked for a bit mm-hmm. uh he was talking more about the graphical capabilities i believe yeah they did was that the unreal tech demo i don't think so they, they showed the unreal 4 video and he was just moving around the camera was it the, the guy's face the old man's face no, no. That's what he did. Oh, okay. He did the old man's face. He talked about how getting the player emotionally involved is the holy grail of gaming, which I thought of you guys Agreed. with your Final Fantasy yeah. stuff. Um, the old man's face that they showed was really cool. Shockingly. Yeah, good. it looked amazing, and you could see like every detail, like we can with Corey with his new webcam. Yeah. We can see all of the emotion that he's showing in his face right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that they're only limited by their imagination with the PS4, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And I felt like a, a lot of the developers felt that way, or at least said that, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. Um, but he did mention Beyond Two Souls, and I was all excited, and then they didn't show anything about it. Right. Other than the type of graphics that they're using. Yeah. Um, which are impressive. Oh, very. <laughs> did you have something to say, Corey? Nope. Okay. Um, next was Alex Evans from Media Molecule, and this was interesting. I don't know if this is anything I would be overly interested in, but they did 3D sculptures with the Move controller. Yeah. And I wasn't, I don't know, I'd like to do it myself just to see, like, how good you could do with it, because it looked like somebody knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that looked awesome yeah but i am not the slightest bit artistic me either so that probably wouldn't do a lot for me yeah. but the the thing that and it was it wasn't until the end of the the demo um i got the like minecraft feel with the with the things people were dan were i wrote reminds me of a very visually advanced minecraft okay so they're probably going for that that's <laughs> yeah. probably exactly what they wanted people yeah. to think but that is what i what i thought of towards the end is is that that type of like creation yeah. it, um, is what they're going for. It had kind of a gimmicky feel for me. Yeah. That would be fun for an hour. Yeah. Unless you're really artistic. If, if and you're good, good at, at it. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could get a lot out Absolutely. of it. Like if you're like a art student, right. You could really get into that probably, yeah, which definitely. I'm not. So, um, but yeah, Corey, did you see any of that? I did see that. What'd you think? It was weird. Well, <laughs> it was weird, but it was cool. Right. I mean, nothing I would buy a system for. It was neat. 
Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a neat little feature. I mean, I thought the the Sony Wonder Book was cool at E3 too. I mean, I didn't think that was cool. I don't remember it. <laughs> that was the Harry Potter thing. Do you remember that? No. Oh, jeez, that was. I mean, that wreck. stuff's all more more a display of capability, capability, capability yeah. rather than this is practical and commercial. Yeah. Right. What did you think of the little ensemble that they put together? That was like a rock show. That was neat. I didn't. I didn't get it. It was. I didn't get it either. They I were was like huh. they were puppet masters. Yeah, I know. They were playing with puppets. That's what I, I thought. That was cool. I felt like. I don't know. I I don't. It doesn't seem like you'd be able to control it as well as they were doing it. I yeah. don't know. Well, I think they did know what they were doing. Yeah. I think, yeah, and you made that point earlier um, because they were the developers right. or whatever, and they knew exactly what you could do with it. So right. I think they were probably good at it. And that's how they, they would sell that, too, because I don't feel – it's a cool idea. Yeah. But like I said, it's kind of gimmicky. And are the four of us going to get together, no. sculpt something, and Hell put no. on a rock show? Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm yeah not, Will says yes. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not artistic, so that's <laughs> right. not something I would... It doesn't have to be good, Dan. I, I don't feel like there's enough people out there that are right. playing games that want to do that. I'm right. all for it. It was a cool way to show off what they could do. Yep. Next <laughs> was Yoshinori Ono of Capcom. Really silly dude. Um, <laughs> he showed off the <laughs> Panta Ray gaming engine. Which was neat. Uh, Deep Down was the working title that they, they showed off with that. It was like a medieval action game mm-hmm. featuring dragons, which are always a hit around here. Um, the one thing I noted from it is it had incredible lighting and yeah. shadows, and yeah. the fire graphics were top-notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that kind of game is always cool. It seemed me. cool. Um, Capcom, I'm always hesitant on. Yeah. Well, but I, I did really like Dragon's Dogma. So yeah. The thing was, every time they would bring up like Resident Evil, I would just want to be like, well, <laughs> that game sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you bringing that right, up? Exactly. You should be hiding from that. You should be saying you you made Dragon's Dogma because that's a good game. Which was basically what I felt like for most of the Japanese portion of the the presentation. That's their. That's their audience you know yeah um next was yoshihisa hashimoto and shinji hashimoto of square enix a <laughs> couple more silly guys mm-hmm. um they showed off a game i don't believe it gave any names uh, i were they just kind of going for the cg it wasn't a game it was the tech demo that they showed for their engine okay um that they showed at e3 last year is like the same exact video i'm like oh, I, why, why am i watching this again okay. <laughs> i've seen this like four, i've seen this like four times oh, and, and they were just all bonered up about it yeah were they not yeah i didn't see anything from them that okay that yeah. luminous luminous studio is the name of their engine okay yeah. It, what was the Agni's philosophy? Was like the the tech demo name? Was that it? Yeah, I think this was extended a little bit, and that mm. that wasn't shown at E three. That was shown at, in it, like in in tandem in, with in tandem with, but separately. Yeah, I, I don't think that was meant for the public. Okay, I could Ma- be wrong. Pro- maybe if you weren't in the into the gaming. Well, I mean, we talked about it a lot, and I think we. I think I even put it on our website. The yeah. Agni's philosophy. Oh, maybe not. I mean, it was a cool video. Yeah, um, it was like a mid mid eastern setting, with yep. guns, magic, and monsters, and yep, you know, it looked good. But I actually, I think I took a leak at that point. Did you? <laughs> having, yeah. having already seen it, didn't miss much. <laughs> right. Uh, then Shinji Hashimoto came out for Square Enix and was had everybody all revved up for his big announcement that he was going to make, which was they're preparing development for a new Final Fantasy title. Shocking! And he said, "Please be excited for E3 this year." 
I am going to be excited for E3. But not but, for that? Yeah, that's, okay. which is exactly what you said before we started. <laughs> I just, like, I... Could somebody coach these guys on what to do, like, at a press conference like that? I'd be embarrassed of announcing a new uh, Final Fantasy title. I was embarrassed for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it's all scripted for the most part anyway. Every now and again, somebody will get up and speak off the cuff, but, like, they're they're doing what they're told. Yeah, those guys. yeah I know. And, I mean, I, I'm sure one of them said, hey, we should announce that we're working on Final Fantasy. Well, not I mean, just like, that, but the, the way they go about it, it's just... Oh, I don't know, man. It just well, they're all they're all video game nerds. They're not good public speakers. I mean, some of them that's their job. They're PR people, but most of them are nerds like us that have spent their whole life making and developing games, and they have to go up on stage in front of what was it, two thousand people or twelve hundred, yeah, I think. But really, me not knowing dick about Final Fantasy, I feel like I could have presented that a little bit better than old Shinjo there. I mean, I could have too. With right, shots of s'more. Well, I think this was PlayStation's announcement for everywhere, right? So um, Japan, you know, Europe. I think that's part of the reason why they wanted to have their, you know, the the people, the Japanese Japanese heads of Japanese companies come on and present. Fair enough. That was like a, you know, I don't want to say a carrot for for Japanese fans, but I think they wanted to include the... It's a little something. Huh? It's a carrot. Whatever. I didn't want it's to put like, it like that, but that's what I thought. We're only one country, Corey. It's like when uh, what's his name was was got on stage and said, "Oh, and we're working on the new Smash Brothers." It's like, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have dinner tomorrow night. Is that <laughs> is that right? Okay. So, uh, moving on. Um, Eve Gamo of Su- Ubisoft was out next for mm-hmm. the Watch Dogs live demo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I took of the the action scene what they showed. I took like just kind of what happened as fast mm-hmm. as I could. Um, shows a player, your player. They talked about Aiden, how Aiden Pierce is that what his name is. You control basically all the technology uh-huh. where you are. So it shows your player scanning nearby civ- civilians and just kind of tells getting their which, brief background yeah, story, background age, yeah, um, age, job, um, that sort of well, stuff. Well, income, yeah, income, income was something. Um, so it shows him scan like a homeless dude whose income was zero and says he's an he's, Iraqi yeah, war veteran. And homeless. Right. So then the next guy he scans is a, a wealthy businessman and he hacks into his bank account right from that. And then he goes right to an ATM and gets money, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah. It's pretty all awesome. a matter of like 10 seconds. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next lady he scans, it says she's a possible crime victim. So he follows her. And kind of sneaks around, following her, and he gets behind, like, a little barrier and watches as, I'm assuming her ex, like, confronts her. Yeah, because on her information thing, it said she was in a custody battle. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, so he confronts her in, like, a back alley and pulls a knife on her. Um, So he's watching this whole thing and has a gun, and he breaks it up. And it it, like, gives you advice on whether to chase the person or not right? yeah yeah i think that was more of like a mission like a mission that popped up that you could take part in if okay. you wanted to you could chase down the criminal optional yeah okay yeah so he, he <coughs> pursues the villain through like the back alleys and like jumps over a bunch of stuff it was a really cool action scene um but then what was really cool was to escape the cops he like gets out on his phone and dingles up a little little something and he's <laughs> traps pop up from the street that he uses like to hack into the technology all around him he springs these traps and the cop car just hits it and goes flying past him yeah then he like hits another cop car with something that disables it yeah 
I don't know. It was like hacking into the computer of the car or something. Yeah. Um, then he proceeds to jump on the roofs and the and uh, the the surrounding buildings. Stops a, a subway train with his phone. Hops on the roof of it and sees a security camera watching him. So he hacks into that so that it won't see him. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of the demo. I yeah. want this game. So I mean, it's just really high tech and cool. Yeah, it yeah. sounds awesome. That was actually the highlight for me of the was entire it? night was that game. It's a game that ever since E3 I've been really excited yeah. for. So it was, it was cool to see a little more gameplay footage mm-hmm. for that game. Mm-hmm. Killzone and uh, Drive Club were my highlights, but this does look good mm-hmm. for sure. It's definitely one that I'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on Watch Dogs, Corey? Definitely excited for it. I was yeah. excited ever since E3. I, for me, it was the highlight of E3. So yeah. And I'm glad to see it as a launch title yeah for the new systems okay um on to the one of the last things chris metzen of blizzard came out to announce the blizzard and sony partnership he calls it a strategic partnership and he also announced that diablo 3 is coming to the ps4 and ps3 thoughts don't give a shit right (laughs) couldn't care less you're gonna have your four-player co-op on full screen with playable demos and more information at pax east Anybody interested, Corey? No, but I, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit because I think he was one of the few people that wasn't speaking from the teleprompter. Yep, uh, definitely. So I think he tried to make it a little bit more personal. He tried to inject a little bit of humor, but that always comes off as awkward. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> If you're not you know, a comedian, you shouldn't even bother, probably. As much as I hate Diablo 3, and I do hate it. Better I, I for just, consoles. I just I thought it was an okay game, but I hate it because of the whole real money auction house. Right. Um, I think if you know at a low price point, I would probably pick it up and you know sit on the couch and and play with four people. I Better think for consoles. Be well, and that's what he talked about. It was he envisions four guys chilling on the couch playing Diablo together you with know controllers. I mean? Right? Yeah. He said. Yeah. I think he said one couch to rule them all was his quote. Yep. Okay. That was yeah. his, his shot at humor. Humor, I should say. <laughs> humor. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. If it was, like, 20 bucks and you were getting it, I'd probably get it, but yeah, otherwise, no. Well, I always said uh, if World of Warcraft came to consoles, I would probably play it, mm-hmm. just because I think it's it's uh, it's simple enough to, to be able to play on a console. Uh, Guild Wars 2. Do you think it could lead to that, the partnership uh, ho- with Blizzard? Hopefully. It probably won't make a difference for me. Right. Um, you know, at this point, Blizzard doesn't have anything I'm that interested right. in. Maybe StarCraft. Okay. But that's about it at this point, you know, because mm-hmm. I have Guild Wars for my MMORPG. I don't yep. I, yeah. if I didn't have Guild Wars to play or even uh, one of the free ones. If it had been a couple years ago, I would have given it a try, but not not at this point. OK. And the last bit of information that I took out of this was from Activision. Um, Eric Hirschberg came out from Activision and announced that Bungie is releasing Destiny on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Corey, did you watch the Destiny video? I did. The one tonight, and did you also see the the other one that they put out earlier in the week? I, I, I saw bits of both. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the, just a couple things I took from the from the footage of the game was, I mean, the visuals were amazing. Yeah, looked good. Obviously. Um, and they, they're touting it as the world's first shared world shooter. I'm a little fuzzy on what they plan on doing with it, but I feel like it could be awesome, mm-hmm. whatever they plan on doing with it. Mm-hmm. It looks like Halo, as you might expect. 
Um, it's the the campaign is going to involve you saving the world. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Um, yeah, but they said it's it's an online connected experience, and it's going to be available for PS3 and PS4 with exclusive content for the PlayStation community. It is multi-platform, but they're going to have exclusive stuff for mm-hmm. for PlayStation. But the game in general, do you, we get into Destiny a little bit? Yeah, what are absolutely. Your on that? Yeah, because it's a hot topic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I, I you know, I I like Bungie. Um, they're actually what Halos are what really got me into first person shooters. Period. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it seems cool. I'll wait to see more of it. Um, I like that you get to customize your character's look. That's always a, a positive for me. Do you think it looks? It has a possibility of being like a uh, MMO. That's kind of what that's kind of what they're alluding to, but yeah. I don't know. Like but they, I, they said, they don't want to call it that. Yeah. See, I don't know if it's going to be some like a situation like. Uh, um, the, side? No, not Planet Side. Uh, Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star Online. If it's going to be like have a hub world where you interact with players and then you group up with people and then go off on into the single, the more single uh-huh. player experience, yeah. which would be in, cool. in co-op or small group. I think, yeah, I think that would be great. That's yeah. the impression that I got from what they've talked about so far. Is that's the impression okay. that I got for the game, which and, I think is awesome. And it looks like they're going to want to use a lot of uh, apps for phones and mm-hmm. yeah, the tie-ins. Yeah. Which is so, fine. I mean, yeah, they're all about the connectivity and whatnot, which is huge these days. So, mm-hmm. overall, thoughts on the the press conference today, Corey? Go ahead. I liked it. I uh, I was skeptical going in, but I think what I said. I think last time we talked about it is it's all about messaging this go around. Uh, I think overall the consoles are not going to be that different again. Maybe they will be. I don't know. But if we're just going to talk about sales. I think it's going to come down to messaging and who gets the clearest message across about their console with the best way to color it for when it launches. Mm-hmm. And I think Sony did a really good job, and it'll interest, be interesting to see how Microsoft responds. But, uh, I mean, the biggest things with me were what they talked about with the social features and all that stuff. I really think that's going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, as soon as people start posting videos on Facebook of them live streaming, playing a game and saying, Hey, jump in. You can play for me for a little bit. I think it's really going to take off. I don't know if Microsoft is going to have anything similar, uh, but I think that was huge. One, one disclaimer I want to throw in is with all the announcements of the social features in the, the, the cloud gameplay, all those, all those stuff, all those things we talked about, the dude did say that they will be rolling them out in phases which leads me to believe that all of that stuff is not going to be available at launch, uh, which kind of sucks. It does, but, but wouldn't you rather have them have it work right? I would absolutely. I would rather have them have it work right. Or wait a on lot the of launch. Times, a lot of times, what happens is this stuff, this dream or pipe dream stuff, kind of gets promised to us, and then we never see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I'm afraid of. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your thoughts? I didn't see the press conference, but everything they announced was pretty awesome, and mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Does the uh, live streaming interest you at all? I would probably do it way more than I would now. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It looks awesome. Easy. Yeah. Very well, easy to do. That's yeah. the thing about it. Which is holding me back from doing it in the first place. Yeah. So <laughs> Ease of use, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get one. I do. And I, I don't I get excited for everything, but I really do want to get one, and I think I will. It's good because we need to have at least yeah. one of us have one. <laughs> I broke it down, and if I save up 
400 bucks for each console starting in March. I need $30 a week, which is doable. Yeah. So. And there's there'll be weeks where you can put yeah, more in. Sure. So, so I'm I'm I mean I'm gonna do it if, mm-hmm. even if I have to put on a credit card. I don't care. Well, don't forget you'll get trade in credit for your old systems right. too. So. so once they once they have a release date and you trade in your systems, you'll probably get big big bonuses because yeah. that's that's just what they right. do. Right. And I'm I, I wish I knew somebody else that wanted to get a PS4 so I could play Draft Club with somebody because oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to like make my way into somebody else's Draft Club. But, right. Or Derek, start my for, own. For my money, the the presentation today was good enough that I would pick up a PS4 at launch. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not having heard what Microsoft has right, to say right, about right, their right, consoles. Right. So. No, I definitely. I, I'm I'm with you, Corey. Like they they've convinced me that the online is going to be good enough. Um, that was one of the major knocks for the PS3 was that the online wasn't very good, and I, mm-hmm. they seem to have addressed it. Um, I don't know. They didn't talk pricing or anything. Uh, so, you know, people seem to hope that it, that will, that it will be free and, you know, it probably should be. I'm of the mindset nowadays that you should be able to have a free ad supported Xbox live, mm-hmm. um, whether or not that'll happen, who knows, but yeah, like I really, I really liked a lot of what I saw. I really watched it for the games and I did get a, get a couple games that I thought were, were really cool. Um, and then I wanted to, I, one of the things I wanted to see is what the system looks like. Didn't um, see that. No, <laughs> um, but that'll probably happen at E3. I yeah. kind of figured that they wouldn't. I was just hoping that they would yeah. um, because I want to see their vision for what next gen looks like. I, sure. That's important to me. So, um, yeah, it like I'm not going to write it off. Uh, you know, I'll probably end up getting the Xbox, but I don't want to get too into this topic right now because it'll be my my uh, um, roundtable discussion is is what could sway you one way or the other like make you want to get one console over the other. So hopefully we'll get to that. But one of the things that I, I bring up is because, you know, at these events that like Corey said, they do tend to have some stuff that either doesn't fly with the public or, uh, you know, kind of just gets lost in the shuffle. I, 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 it'll be interesting to see which features that they announced or talked about today that either get jettisoned or that people just don't ever use. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can, think of specifically with the xbox 360 was the faceplates you know they made a big deal about personalization of the consoles and that the faceplate thing never really took mm-hmm. off like they thought it would or wanted it to mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see what well and the whole connect anything. labs thing whatever happened with that yeah well exactly though i think the whole connect thing in yeah, general is say, looked off look, looked awesome in general and just didn't never took off due to not the hardware just not being good enough yeah mostly I will so. say though that in terms of of technological advancements, I mean, there's really not not much super high techy like cool things about the PS4. I mean, I think what they showed was all really solid and and promising, and I think they've they've future proofed themselves at least another generation. But yeah. I didn't see. I mean, I think the Connect for Microsoft might be a little bit more exciting in terms of possibilities. Well, the Illuma Room. That's what I'm yeah. excited about with the Connect. <laughs> that's a pretty cool idea, at Fuck least. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, there's and that. Yeah, that's another one. But you know, like I said, they they simplify. Like Eric said uh, several times, is that they simplified the thing and made it a blank canvas. So even if there are, you know, whatever game can come out for Xbox can come out for the PS4. They're not having any crazy kind of gamepad thing that you need to have to play. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do that to their <laughs> console? Oh, Nintendo. <laughs> Okay. 
Any other thoughts? PS4 no. announcement? Very impressed. Yeah, I was impressed too. Like I said, a lot of the stuff was just not impressive at all for me. Capcom, Square Enix, I don't care. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, Blizzard and Activision, don't care. But mm-hmm. the 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 PS4 games that they showed looked awesome. They did. They did. And uh, yeah, I'm glad most of them were new IPs. Yes, that's, that's what I said very too. important. Very important. I remember when we had the conversation of how little I was looking forward to these press events if they were just gonna. <laughs> show every you know yeah. call of duty uh, eight. uncharted four yeah <laughs> halo <Yeah>. five <laughs> i'm sure there'll probably be a little glimpse of halo at the microsoft one. Oh yeah I'm sure it's gotta be yeah well that's, yeah that's what all happens right, that's all right uh yeah we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with feedback and roundtable right after this Welcome back, everybody, to episode 83 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. Now, we just got something, what, a few minutes ago? 42 minutes ago. 42 minutes ago. So Eric's going to read that real quick, and then we'll get into the rest of our feedback. So go ahead, Eric. Okay, this is from Jake in Iowa. Idaho Jake? Idaho Jake. Okay. Iowa, Idaho. Yeah. Let's start with an I. Hi. He says, this might be late, but what did you think of the new controller, and will it be worth a damn? Do you think it was a good idea for Sony to go first, or, or and now does Xbox have a bigger advantage to have a bigger event because Sony went first, and that's all he's got. Okay. So the controller, we touched on a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't that different from the old PlayStation controller other than the touchpad and the different uh, triggers, mm-hmm. which I think the different triggers are going to be good. I've never been a really big fan of the PlayStation controller. I don't like how the joysticks are really close together. Mm-hmm. That's always been weird to me, especially for first-person shooters. The farthest back triggers were always really weird, too. Yeah. I didn't like them. How but, they, it, but they're supposed worked. to improve. Yeah, it does seem like the with the touchpad in the middle that the control sticks are a little further apart. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to help, and I also do the way the buttons look. I think they they will feel better for shooters, especially like is where you would notice that stuff. And I love the share button. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, yes, and do you think it was a good idea for Sony to go first, or are they setting Microsoft up to have a big event? I mean, I it's it's a lot easier for Microsoft to tailor their their announcement around what PlayStation announced. I don't think you know you're going to garner that big of an advantage one way or the other i don't think yeah i mean you got what you um, got until yeah until more details come out about the systems i think people are going to generally reserve judgment i mean i think they sold you on on a system right there um so i think that's just what they were going for is to just just to show you know what what the next console is capable of and and uh you know they needed to show that their online is going to be better i think they showed that mm-hmm. so I think they did a good job. I think Microsoft will have a little bit of an advantage because they can, you know, it's like a rebuttal. Yeah. And, like, Corey, I think, has brought this up before. They can see what the public thinks maybe Sony did wrong. Right. And make sure they do that right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is more, more games. Yeah. That's, that's all I have. That's, that's why I want to watch these things is to see next generation games. Sure. So. Corey, any thoughts? I wish they'd do away with the publishers or the uh, the the faces in, in gaming development coming on and pledging their support. It means nothing. Yeah, because, you know, they'll sell out as soon as they can to the other system, too. 
I mean, all they're doing is coming on and saying, oh, there's a lot of a lot of things we could do with this. And then two months after Wii U is released, nobody's making games for it. It just means nothing. Right. Although oh, apparently Watch Dogs is a Wii U title. And is up for pre-order right now on Amazon for PS4. No, oh, I, it... I'm not talking about the games that are now. I'm talking about when when the developers. <laughs> oh, pledging, yeah, pledging support for a particular console when they that you know they're making everything. What's up? Yeah. The price right now for pre-order on a PS4 copy of Watch Dogs is a hundred dollars. Wow, I'll get right on that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that we've never even discussed like what. How much games might cost? I don't think you can charge that much for a video no game. No fucking way can you. I already I have a hard time paying 60 so do for I. a game. There's no way. <laughs> then it would just be PC for me. I would uh, seriously abandon consoles if that was God, the case. I might just jump off a cliff if that's the case. <laughs> All that excitement. But anyway, continue your thought, Corey. No, that's it. Okay, yeah, but about yeah, the publishers coming on and publishers developers coming on and pledging their support for a particular console but you know darn well like watchdogs obviously is going to be multi-platform is that what you mean yeah just that them saying there's a lot of possibilities with this doesn't mean dick yeah and i never really was one to care about exclusive content for one console console or the other that never i don't because it's it's just dlc you know it's the dlc monster that that they're trying to push on us you know like uh what was it ubisoft for the ps3 the the tyranny of george washington um being exclusive on ps3 for launch and then coming like who cares who cares you know well yeah lots of upset uh skyrim owners on for ps3 who had to wait all <laughs> months. these months to get their dlc well yeah that's a little ridiculous that's just because they couldn't get it to work on the ps3 you know yeah. well there's been other exclusivity deals hasn't there been oh yeah for, what did microsoft had another one right with uh, yeah microsoft has had a few playstation's had a few what's the other one Play- they had i know playstation has battlefield but xbox now has had fallout skyrim call of duty mm, others i'm forgetting yeah I mean, I, I think it's a bigger deal than than it it seems. I don't play like if I played Call of Duty and I was a month behind the DLC for my console, I'd probably be pretty pissed off. Yeah, I don't think I care because you, you, you can't really be part of the com- like the gaming conversation for for that month because you haven't been able to play the new maps. Yeah. Okay. And if you're if you're that big into Call of Duty, I would imagine it would bother you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've always been on the end where I got the content first, so I don't know what it's like to not. Because I am big into into shooters and stuff like that, so if they got content first, I could imagine where I'd be mad. But I guess I've never been in that position. I don't yeah. think I would care that much. Yeah, me either. I'm pretty patient when it comes to that sort of stuff. That's one of the few things I'm patient when it comes to. <laughs> as long as I know it's coming, I don't really care. Right. Anything else on there? That's mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, we talked a, about, a lot about PS4 last segment, obviously. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Andy in Colorado says, uh, what are the gang's thoughts on Destiny? Is this a step in the right direction for the former makers of Halo? Uh, we talked a little bit about that at the tail end of our main segment, but, um, yeah, I think we seem to be interested. Corey, did you, you didn't chime in on Destiny, did you? 
Not really. I saw bits and pieces of both. I still don't really have my head wrapped around it. Okay. Well, what, what do you think of what you've seen so far? I don't think it matters what I think. I think it'll be great no matter what. Okay. So, you, so you, <laughs> you you have high hopes for it. Uh, I don't I don't know about hopes. I don't honestly. I don't really care about it. Okay. I think it's more expectations. Right. Maybe All right. This is this is Bungie. Right. Yeah, they do have uh, they do have high expectations surrounding them. I don't know. I'm going to give them a pass. I think I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I want. Do Do you think it's going to be on PC? Uh, a lot of people were saying that it has to be. Right. I don't know. I, be... ho- I hope not. <laughs> I'd rather you play it with me, Dave. Well, if I have an Xbox, <laughs> I'll get it for Xbox. Right. I, when, if I have an Xbox and there's a game that comes out for both, I get it for my console. Yeah. I just only have a PC right now, so that's why I'm, I'm buying all my games for it. Mm-hmm. I'll get it for PC, Eric. Oh, thanks, Will. No <laughs> he says that like it's like a... This one's for you, Eric. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, Miguel in Spain uh, says, Yesterday I was playing Portal by recommendation. I think it was Corey who mentioned it. Good game. I was expecting a complicated puzzle game, but it wasn't that complicated. It's very original and, and entertaining. Portal, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he tried it and play it. It's sort of a uh, classic yeah. already. Yeah, I really want to play Portal. It se- seems awesome. I like the 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 gravity and stuff of the what's what's the name of that gun? Portal gun. Yeah, is it just portal gun? <laughs> I think so. Okay, I really like the idea of it. It seems awesome. I almost purchased it the other day. Did you, guys? There's honestly, and I'm not just saying this. There's really no reason not to play it. Yeah. At this point, Eric. I just said I almost bought it. Well, the other I day. did. Hey, I just I bought Deus Ex: Human Revolution yesterday for Ooh, five dollars. I was happy to see you bought that. Oh, nice. Dude. On Steam, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I couldn't pass that one up. I will buy Portal, Portal, yeah. Portal Two. I should just buy the orange box. I think you can get it off of Steam because it has Portal, Team Fortress, which I don't care about. Half Life, Half Life, and Half Life Two. Does that have both? I think it just has Half Life Two. Just okay. So then I'll just have to buy Half Life. So I'm, I'm working up a nice two. little backlog as it is, though. Yeah, well, we'll have to have another four in whatever month to get through some of our backlog again. Oh boy. But yeah, Miguel, we're glad you glad you like it. Uh, we always like when our recommendations people like them. Um, I hate hearing that my recommendation, you know, someone not liking my recommendations. I want mostly because listeners I, to try XCOM. Yeah, XCOM. Yeah, XCOM is a good one, definitely. Um, Thumbstick athletes asked, "Are there any listeners picking up Metal Gear Rising?" Uh, Travis says, "I'm going to pass on that one. Call me old fashioned." Uh, but I like my Metal Gear game stealthy with more solid snake in them and less gay-looking cyborgs. <laughs> <laughs> now, which was funny. This isn't even a game that was on my radar, right. and then I watched some videos of it. and It looks fucking sweet. It yeah, does, yeah. Does. There's a lot of good action in it. Yeah, from what I've seen. I've heard people though had no idea how to play it because they don't really tell you how to. So people were trying well, to figure it out. Up Corey's alien. That's what I thought of as soon as I read that, and I was like, Corey would love that. <laughs> One of the comments said, welcome to the Wild West of video games. Yeah. And I was like, Corey would enjoy that. I like being able to figure stuff out, yeah. too. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. I I'm played the demo. I'm thinking it over. Did you like it? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Right. I, I downloaded it. If I had money, I would buy it. Oh, two it. gigabytes of the friggin' demo. Yeah, it's That's massive. Big. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have money to get it, otherwise I would. Good thing we don't have bandwidth caps. When they were talking about all the streaming stuff, I was like, some people just don't have the bandwidth for that. Yeah. We'll see. 
Sucks to be them. Yeah. If you got a five gigabyte bandwidth cap and watch an hour of Netflix, Done. two of the, uh, you know two gigabytes of that's gone. Oh god, that'd be terrible. So, yeah, we'll see. We, I mean, here in the United States, I don't think anyone has caps that low. But yeah, I know some European. Mobile. Well, I think uh, I think Miguel said he has got a five gigabyte yeah. bandwidth cap. Yeah, he has a cap. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, moving on. And then Travis goes on to say, "Hey, athletes, I was just wondering if you guys have watched." Uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy on YouTube. It's a MK fan film. Uh, is extremely well done. Better than all the movies, in my opinion, which I love the first one, yeah. so I'll have to watch that. Definitely. Hold on a second here. <laughs> love the first Mortal Kombat movie. Um, here's my list of top five shooters. Gears of War 3, <laughs> Halo Reach, Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, Battlefield 1942, and Super Metroid. Uh, well, you do shoot things in it. I also wondered if any of you have played the Brothers in Arms games. Hell's Highway is really good. They do a unique t- take on the FPS genre. I'd highly recommend. It's a mix between FPS and squad-based shooters. It's definitely on my honorable mentions list. Anyway, keep up the great podcast, and congrats to Eric for playing something besides FIFA. I got a couple of messages from listeners when I was playing Sleeping Dogs. Oh, did you? <laughs> he was one of them. Showing their surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Well, we're all proud. Yeah, we we're are. We're all pr- very proud. And shocked. So, <laughs> Brothers in Arms games. I have not played any no. of the Brothers in Arms games. No. Corey, you've never played them? Nope. Well, no. I'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Uh, oh, you're you're closed up. Yeah, shut her down. Yeah, you got to go pretty <laughs> soon. I'll look it up during during the break. Um, so, yeah, that's it for feedback. Thanks again, listeners, for feedback. Uh, we always enjoy interacting. Corey, is there anything in the chat? Do you know? Nope. Nope. Okay, we're good. Do we have any viewers? Tonight? Yeah, we've we've got a few. Um, it is a Wednesday night at almost ten thirty. So <laughs> by by a few, I think Dan means two. <laughs> Corey and Dan. One being, one being me. <laughs> oh, okay. So 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 we have one one viewer. Um. So let's get into round table. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Um. Let's get into round table. Uh, who wants to go for Eric? Did you have a round table? It, I, I do, but I want to save it because okay. it's probably going to take you a little while. Go. So why don't you guys go ahead? Okay. Um, my Mine was, is there anything um, one console or the other can offer that will make you sway your decision? Um, I'm get, probably going to be getting an Xbox um, because I'm more invested in the Microsoft uh, ecosystem at this point. So that's probably going to be my, my choice. Will? Corey, you're not getting a next generation console, right? Or did, our... we, did, did we have this discussion already? We had it a little bit, yeah. But I wanted to bring it back up because of the PS4 announcement. Mm. Is there no, anything? I, I, I didn't say I definitely wasn't. I said I probably need to not. Wait and see what there is to offer. And okay. like I just said to Eric, you know, I saw enough from the PS4 that I'd be willing to pick one up day one. Okay. And Will, you, you're probably going to be getting an Xbox. Yeah, I'm probably going to get an Xbox. But I mean. Like Eric, if I were, I wouldn't switch. I would probably just save up more money eventually and to get, get a both. PlayStation. Yeah, it'd be really hard to sway me because all my friends are on um, Xbox. So right. What about them? Do you think there's anything that that the PS4 could do to sway over the Xbox owners? They've done it. Drive Club. <laughs> I right. honestly don't think so because okay. the games that we all play are multi-platform. Right. For unless unless those games go exclusive. Right. Which that's highly unlikely for like a battlefield. Mm-hmm. That'd be highly unlikely. But yeah, if something I like agree. that went exclusive, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It'd be hard to sway us. 
All right. Eric, you're probably going to be getting yeah, both. Yeah, so. I'm going to get both, but the I guess the only way that I wouldn't get an Xbox is, like, it would just have to be awful. Right. It'd have to be a Wii U almost. Yeah. Right? If the Xbox is looking terrible, then... But I if don't... It's just, if it's just a vessel to play the Kinect off of. Yeah. Yeah, like, something like that. I don't... I don't... <laughs> I mean, I don't see any way that they could really make me not want to get an Xbox at this right. point. Right. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Corey, what what's what of the new systems is going to convince you to get one one way or the other? Um, I, honestly, I think when when Microsoft has their little powwow announcement, it's it's going to be remarkably similar to what the PS4 has to offer. Yeah. Other Probably than the bet. the Connect stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, they're going to be showing better graphics for some of their games. You know, they'll trot out a few um, de- developers and publishers and social features that you know that they're going to be doing too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's not going to be that different. Are they going to nope. light up the room with a Luma room? It'll probably be green. That yeah. would be cool. They're going to have a nice little Connect uh, presentation of some sort, which which may be extremely impressive. It better be. We'll have to, we'll have to see, but in terms of of what can convince me to to buy one over the other, I I just don't feel like they're going to be different enough that it's going to matter. It's yeah. it's at this point, you know, and I'm in between them both, right. so I, I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe I'll end up getting them both. I don't know. Okay, that'd be interesting. Corey, don't tease me. <laughs> it all depends on how much cheddar I've got. There you right. Go. Right. If, if if I somehow win a lot of money, I'll get both consoles. 30 bucks a week starting in March. Is that right? That'll get you 800 bucks. A little over 800 bucks by the time they roll out in November. That's one less order from the Taqueria week. Sure it, <laughs> sure it is, Corey, but check it out. It's a idea. decade's worth of gaming you got right there. Yeah, yeah. I have an idea Ta- how to get money. Taqueria's got a damn good burrito. I'll I'll find out next time I come down. I yeah. do. I do like a burrito. I do like. A burrito. But listen, I gotta go, fellas. All right, man. But I All did right. want to get a round of applause for being sleeping dogs. Oh, hey, nice work, buddy. Thank you. And I'll I'll talk about it when we do our wrap up for four in February. Yep, sounds good, man. All right, peace out, y'all. Good evening. All right, Will, what do you got for us? Um, for my uh, round table on Twitter. I think it was it was started today because of the press conference. They had PlayStation memories, and people were going over their greatest PlayStation memories, and I just wanted to get what your guys' favorite memory was on any PlayStation console. James Bond. James Bond for Eric. <laughs> on play, PlayStation 2. Don't know which one. Still, we still don't know. Don't we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> okay, mine would probably be uh, at Graham's house, our friend Graham's house. Uh, when his brother would leave, we would sneak into his room and play his PlayStation. Um, because that was the, like the newest, latest, greatest console at the time. And his brother wouldn't let us play it. But once he left, we would sneak in there and play it and try to put everything back. Like, like how it was, how it was when we left it. That was a lot of fun. Did you ever, did you succeed with that or did you get caught? I think he caught us a couple of times. He, I, I don't think he cared that much. Um, I think Graham made it seem like he cared more than he did, but it was one of those things where just to mess with you guys, he wouldn't let you yeah. for his own. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But that's probably my favorite PlayStation memories. Mm hmm. Corey? Uh, I'm going to have to go with playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater until my hands hurt. Yeah, yeah, that was a game that definitely hurt your hands. That was the only game I've ever played that, you know, my hands were sore, literally sore from playing. Okay. 
I can I throw out a suggestion? What? Super Meat Boy will make your hands hurt. Yeah. On the yeah on a gamepad definitely. All right. My my freaking right thumb is In almost pain. calloused. Oh god. So that, try that one. Try that one out. But I'm with you. I, I I would play Tony Hawk Pro Skater until my hands hurt too. That was a lot of fun, yeah. and I just had marathon sessions. I think yeah. I beat it in like two days, but yeah. You know. But then you try to get all the collectibles and stuff too. Mm-hmm. After that, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I, I saw somebody do a speed run of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater the other day. I can't remember how long it was. It was like eight minutes or something like oh that. My gosh, what? I don't know how you do that. That's insane. Yeah. A lot of practice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah, mine was just getting and Final Fantasy Tactics King everybody in my party to level ninety nine, mm-hmm. and just still playing it after that to try and unlock every ability. And all the you're, you're, did you you're have, a sick bastard? Well. Did you get anyone that you unlocked all the classes on? Oh yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think almost everybody. Yeah, probably at that point. My characters were in the high thirties in Final Fantasy Tactics. That's impressive. If you beat, beat it, it when they're in the thirties. Yeah, like thirty eight. I want to say Ramza was like forty one, maybe, uh-huh. but it wasn't any higher than that wow that's impressive yeah but you know what they should do if, if they want to make some money square enix what's that make make tactics too but with the the same art assets and and same everything just make it more story as the original final fantasy tactics do you think they'd be able to pull that off though making a compelling story would you want them to ruin it if all they had to do was make a story I think they could pull it off. Do you think? Yes. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I have no faith in Square Enix anymore at all. If they put me in charge of it, well, uh, yeah, I could pull it off. Well, yeah, definitely. I just don't <laughs> want them to taint that game. I have no faith in Square Enix anymore at all. Period. That's sad, man. A- after they screwed me with Final Fantasy VII for PC, I'm I'm done. You, you, you guys didn't get to play all the bravest. Oh, I'm glad that treat of a game that would have lowered my perception of them even more than it already was. Switching my phone, I was so sad I wouldn't play that game anymore. Yeah. Okay. Corey, what do you got for us? Um. Oh no, no roundtable today. Okay, that's right. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and be back with our four in February progress right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 83 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week segment. Uh, we are going to continue our 4 in February progress, uh, starting with Corey, because he wasn't with us last last week. So what do you got for us, Corey, that you played? Though I was not with you guys last week, I did not accomplish much. I I think I did. I talked about beating Bastion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, played more Nino Cooney. I talked about that. Uh-huh. I don't think I honestly don't think I've played Nino Cooney since I talked about it last. Can't bring yourself uh, to play it, or no? You know what? I, I did play it once, and I started to. I think I told you guys this. Is, yeah, I think I told you guys when I saw you over the weekend. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Uh, I started to enjoy it for like an hour or so, but then I just realized over again that I I just want to watch the Nino Cooney animation. I don't I don't want to play the game. Uh huh. Hmm. Um. So what I did play a lot of, and this is two weeks ago, um, so it's kind of hard to remember, and I had so much to talk about it, but I, I can't really remember, but I, I played in XCOM. Hey. Good job. 
Yeah, yeah. That game's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and in that's even going into it with really high expectations from everything I heard. Mm-hmm. And it was good that it it really lived up to them. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I, I really liked about it was the way you kind of weave your own narrative in uh, personal narrative in in a game that has a set story. Mm-hmm. Um, just by naming yep. your squad. Yeah. Uh, I named the four thumbstick athletes as my first squad members, four squad members. All right. Because I think you originally start with four, right? Yeah. And then you can buy uh, a slot for a fifth and a slot for a sixth person. Yeah. So I named the first four after all of us. Uh, Will died in the second battle. I was going to say I probably died first. Yeah, Will died in the second battle I, I got in, and he was uh, right the way the game works is everybody kind of goes in as a blank slate and then it's sort of decided for them what class they're going to be based on what they do in their first combat first or second combat i think that's how it works right yeah yeah i think so you're right will and eric were assigned assault roles i was uh the sniper and that was just chance you know i didn't try to make myself the sniper or anything like that i didn't even know how it worked and dan was the heavy heavy uh heavy guns guy uh-huh. and uh yeah will died in like the second battle eric died shortly after like, <laughs> fourth battle dan and i both made it really far dan died towards the end i think you had like 40 battles or something wow on you uh but it was just one of those things i i i didn't do the iron man which makes it so you can't reload saves yeah but I did not restart when anybody died, unless I, like, really, really screwed up or did something really, really stupid. Right, where you would ruin your chances of finishing the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even that wouldn't have really concerned me, but, it, like, a lot of times what happens is I moved somebody where I thought they were, like, on cover, but they really weren't. Oh. Uh, it was more, like, technical issues yeah. that I would restart rather than, which, you know. Which there is a few of them. Right, rather than just like bad strategy or whatever. But yeah. Dan, you died in the one with the uh, subway train. Okay. You just got. It was the first time I met the green heavy guys. Yeah. Uh, and I just wasn't ready for them, and they yep. just they housed you. Yep. So. But my guy made it to the. We can talk about the ending a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, spoilers for those that haven't played it, but yeah. And I won't. I won't spoil it fully, but. The, Towards the end of the game, you unlock the ability to give your squad mates psionic powers. And I tested everybody on my squad, and only one person had psionic powers. And Ooh. it happened to be my guy. Oh, so your guy was basically the chosen one. Exactly. I, I felt like the chosen one, and I was like, this is this is too weird. Like, does the game plan it this way, or what? I don't know. Uh, but I ended up recruiting... I had some people die. I ended up recruiting a, a bunch more people got them all tested and there was only one other guy who was a psionic so i just had myself and another guy as a psionic um and the way it works is in the last battle you have to keep the one psionic guy alive and you know i didn't really want to be the chosen one i've me personally i'm more of a background kind of guy support role yeah Yeah. support so i was like i'll let the other guy do it that's fine um but in the final battle kind of came full circle because my guy died in the final battle and Uh, and i was like this is too perfect and then the other guy went on and 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 beat the game and um i don't need to spoil the story but 
yeah, it was it was really it was a really good experience, if only for that reason. Um, but there is just so much to do with that game, and it yeah. definitely warrants more than one playthrough. Yeah. I'd love to try the multiplayer too. Have you guys tried the multiplayer? No, I haven't done uh, yeah, any multiplayer. I even try. I, think, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I, yeah. I I could see myself sitting down and playing match after match after match of that. That that seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But there's so many paths you can go, and like, I I didn't really do that much extra. I kind of just uh, I only lost one one nation. That's um, pretty good. I lost a bunch of them. Yeah, and I, I wasn't doing anything special, you know. I just I did all the battles, and I got up satellites pretty quick, which I guess... Yeah, that's important. Um, but just in terms of fleshing out your squad and the directions you take them and stuff, there's so much you can do in, in, in research and, and development and all that crap, um, and the, found, the foundry and building the buildings and all that stuff. I didn't have the best armor. I didn't have the... I think I had some... some plasma weapons are the best, right? Yeah. I had some plasma weapons... Uh, I got my guy, since he was the sniper, I got him the skeleton suit, the one where you can uh, grapple, use the zip. Yeah, line. I'm not sure which one that is, but yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool because the higher up your, your sniper is, the better he's going to do. Yeah. So I just like at the beginning of whatever board I was on, I would just have him use his thing where he could grapple up on top of something you're not normally supposed to get up on top of, like a car or a truck or something. And he didn't need cover because he was so far away from everything. And I gave him the ability to use your other character's vision. Oh yeah, for his uh, for his, his sight. Aim. Yeah. So he would like everyone on the map was just a hundred percent, and you know he'd kill him pretty much on the first shot. Yeah, I like snipers too because they have is the double tap, um, which means they get two shots if the first one is a hit, and then when uh, also I like to give them the ability where someone when someone comes out of cover, they get the snipers get a free shot at them. Which is yep. also really useful too. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, snipers are really good at, at killing dudes. I, I don't think sni- it's unbalanced. I've heard a lot of people say like it's unbalanced. Snipers are too good. I don't think but, so. No. I mean, they're good at killing dudes, which is yeah. important. But they without, can't. They can't take a hit. But they can't take a hit, and without everybody else, I don't think they'd be nearly as effective. Right. Um. So it. I think it is. It's very well balanced, and everybody's kind of working in an an orchestra of combat yeah uh one one thing i really loved was developing the the drones i forget what they're called yeah Uh, i know what you mean shiv yeah i think that's what it was i think you're right and i started off with the most basic one but then you can get an armored one and then you can get a hover one and for people that have played the last battle uh the way it works is you go into this room for the last battle um that's separated from the rest of the ship and there's only one entrance and for whatever reason my game bugged out and I ended up saving uh, and then I had to stop and I reloaded the save and only two of my squad were in that final room and everybody else was on the outside and they couldn't go in or out so that was the way it was was stuck so I had my uh, the one dude who was the psionic the, the chosen one and then my hover shiv um, which was cool because I just took the hover shiv and flew it way up in the air and just had it rain fire down on everybody. Well, the other guy just kind of ran around because I didn't want him to die because if he died, I would have lost. Right. So it worked out really well, and uh, I, I love those little little android things. And I guess the most basic one you can use is, is mobile cover, which is really cool. Yeah, I never I never u- ended up using one of those things. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of suck because you can't – they don't upgrade. 
So you know you're kind of you're kind of wasting them in battle unless uh, you know right last battle they're useful because whatever experience your players get you know doesn't right. matter right. But, um, but no, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, it's it's definitely a recommended game, and, and everybody should should play it. Yeah, it's great. It is really good, and it has that. It walks that that line between being a, a nerd gamer's game like like us, and then you know a gamer for a little more casual Call of Duty. Yeah. What gamer? Yeah, definitely. I, one of my roommates always watches me play games, and he. Uh, he liked me watching me play that one more than anything. So I could, I could, I could see that. It's very tense too. It is very tense. It's, it's stressful, and I always say I like that feeling of when I'm not playing a game, all I want to be doing is playing it. And mm. and that game was one of them that got me there. So yep. okay, over a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. All right. What else you got for us? Um, I know I played another. I'm still playing Final Fantasy Dimensions. I'm getting close to beating that. What I like about that game is how hard it is. Because it is a, a sort of retro 16-bit RPG, but, you know, for, for the people that are fans of that, they make it really difficult, so it's a sort of a different experience. Nice. I play those games. So it's just nice to have that added difficulty. I also played Anodyne. Hmm, Yeah. That RPG, uh, I forget the names of the developers, but they put it out. It wasn't. They tried to get it up on Steam Greenlight. It wasn't doing that well, so they just said "fuck it" and promoted it on the Pirate Bay. And I guess it really worked out well for them. Yeah, they doubled their Greenlight page views, uh, made more money uh, in like an hour than they had the first ten days or something like that. Yeah, I read that uh, too. Oh, is this like the Zelda yep. looking game? Yep played like an hour of that it's pretty good it has a neat little mechanic where there's dust on the floor and your weapon is a broom and you use the broom on the dust and you can move the dust around but the dust kind of acts like a shield huh um, but other than that I, I haven't played it too much I, I plan on playing beating it okay. I really like it. Um, what else have I played played more super hexagon I got to 30 seconds in the third level really that's hard. I don't know what that means, but nice work. Wow, that's impressive. You think if I beat that level, it's considered beating it, or do I have to beat the three levels you unlock after beating the three main levels? Mm. Was Super Hexagon one of your four in February games? No. Oh. No. No, I, I have to beat all six levels. Dep- Wait, what do you mean by beat? Because you have to get a minute to unlock the next level. Um, so do I have to beat the three main levels and then the levels that are unlocked to beat the game? Yeah, we'll count it as a beat. Are you using this for your four in February, though? No, he just said no. No? Okay. So, yeah. My other four in February game was Borderlands 2. I haven't touched it yet. Uh, I borrowed it from Will to play on Xbox. So we'll see how that goes. Um but again, I haven't I haven't booted it up. I haven't played Nino Kuni. I haven't really played games in the last. The last time I played a game was Friday. Okay. If you want help, just let me know. I burnt out. It's too much. Huh. Word. All right. That all you got? Yeah. All right. Will, what do you got for us? Mm, the only thing that I played was um, NBA 2K13. I was gonna get Crisis Three. 
but the day that it came out, it was snowing kind of bad, and my friends just didn't want to go into town, which I understood because I've been addicted to NBA. Mm-hmm. Then today we had our hockey game, and that was really felt like going into town, and I was, I was already going to come in for the podcast, so I just said, we'll get it tomorrow. So we're going to get tomorrow, so... Um, and Crisis 3 comes with the downloadable Crisis 1, and I tra- I've i been trading in a bunch of games at GameStop because I've had a good deal. Uh-huh. So I think I have 100, and I made 180 bucks from the games that I've traded in. Uh-huh. I traded in like 10 maybe. So I'm going to get Crisis 2. Um, I also pre-ordered SimCity 5. Nice. So I have those coming. Um, but NBA 2K13. Um, it's pretty much controlling my life right now. It's the only game that I've played and want to play. I have so much fun with it. Um, I started a my player, and my friends have a team, and the only position that they didn't have covered was a small forward. Mm-hmm. So basically, I made a seven foot tall small forward. Oh wow! Because we made it all of our players as tall as they can go for each position. Uh-huh. So I made a seven foot small forward and a three point specialist. So nice. that's what I made. And going into the draft, like you do. Uh, the rookie showcase game and it's got all the rookies that are going to be or a rookie in the nba that year so i don't know if you know any of the names i know eric would know him but like anthony davis was there yeah you figured you guys wouldn't really know the names (laughs) but after you do that you do three interviews with three different teams and they ask you like questions that they're interested in you and they just want to get like how your personality is Mm -hmm. and my three teams were the the first one was the toronto raptors and the second one the portland blazers Trailblazers, and then the third one was the Detroit Pistons. And those teams all want something different out of you. Like, the Pistons wanted somebody to be kind of cocky and, like, be a face of a franchise. And I like to put my personality into that, and that's not how I am. Right. I am. I like to be focused. I like to be good at what I do. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not the type of person who's glitz and glamour and goes to the parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So they didn't want me. Um, the Trailblazers and the Raptors wanted the same thing. But I ended up getting drafted by the Toronto Raptors, who are terrible in the NBA. But uh, they actually just acquired Rudy Gay, who used to be on Memphis. So he's a really good player, one of the better small forwards in the league. So basically, because he's on the small forward, I got moved to power forward, which is kind of a problem. My guy's tall, but he's not big and physical. Right. So I get out-rebounded pretty easily, because I have to play in the paint. Most three-point specialists aren't power forwards. They're playing power forward. Right, right, right. But... (laughs) For how bad the Raptors are right now, we're twenty one and three to start the season. Nice. And I have not restarted any games either. These are all I'm on like I think an eighteen or nineteen game winning streak with the team. Uh-huh. Um, I think I average like you only control your guy. Yeah, you only control your guy. It's like uh, be a pro in oh. NHL. Cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> something's going on with the Raptors, and I've been texting Eric because Eric knows the the NBA. And I've been talking about how. The Toronto Raptors are going to win the championship and how we're really clicking as a team. And I'm having so much fun with that. And aside from that, we do blacktop where it's a three-on-three and we get six of our friends or five other friends of mine to play and we do three teams of three and play blacktop where you're just playing on like a outdoor, you know, blacktop. And we do that and we talk a a lot of trash to each other. So it's kind of fun to really get at each other. Nice. Um, we do that. We do online where you control one player and like each one of us controls a different player and we do the different teams. We just do that. We usually do team USA versus the dream team because uh-huh. that's like the constant battle yeah. who's better. So we do that a lot. I don't know. It's just so much fun. Nice. And what, I, uh, 
what's the point of if you make a seven foot tall guy, do you lose anything? I'm I mean, not... why why doesn't everybody just make the tallest guy? I don't I don't know if that's what people do. I don't know. I just made the tallest guy because I was told to. I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't you just? Make I mean, the he would. Guy? He won't be as quick. Obviously, I don't think he'd be as fast, like speed wise, or quick as like a six foot five. Is there like plateaus that you can only reach if you're a certain height? Like, uh, like you said, quickness. Your quickness will suffer a little bit if you're seven feet tall, as or you can only max it out to a certain point because you're so tall. You mentioned that there's a lot of the stats that are maxed. It goes like stats are supposed to go to ninety nine. But to max it out, I think my passing, the highest it can go, is a 75. But my three-point shooting maxed out can go to a 99. So that you say that, I think it does plateau with certain things. I don't know what the speed and quickness go to. There might be be plateaus for, like, skills and then for physical abilities. Mm -hmm. You know, are they two different things? Well, like, as I said, all the skills are supposed to go to 99, maxed right. out. That's, like, as high as they're supposed to be. So, like, three-point shooting goes to a 99, but my passing only goes to a 75 overall. Right. So, speed and quickness, I haven't really looked at that. So, yeah, making a taller player, I'm assuming, hurts the quickness and speed. Yeah, yeah. Which I'd expect. Right. Okay. But that's pretty much that's pretty much all I've been playing. It's been so much fun to play that game. Yeah. I'm really glad I bought it. Turns out, though, the week after I bought it, it goes to $40 at GameStop, so I would have had to pay, like, 5 to buy it instead of, like, 25 uh, at GameStop, which that always sucks. That always happens to me. Uh-huh. Like, Saints Row. Yeah. Going on the... Pay- THQ bundle. Yeah, THQ bundle. That stuff always happens to me, but mm. whatever. I really like the game. It was worth it. Okay. But other than that, I don't think I played anything. I want to do another 4 in whatever month. I'm going to do it kind of soon, probably not in March, but maybe April. Okay. That I, I know, I actually know some of the games I want to do. I want to do the first Witcher. Uh-huh. I want to play through XCOM, Dragon Age, and Dragon's Dogma, actually. Wow, those are all long games. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard for baseball, so me, right. I might have to put it off until, like, June. Yeah. But I want to do those. Okay. But I think that's all nice. I've played. All right. Uh, I'll get into my updates. Uh, I... The game I mostly played was Saints Row 2. I'm just about finished, and I don't really have much to add from last week. Um, I still really like it, but not nearly as much as Saints Row the Third. Uh, after I get that done, I'll move on to something different. Hopefully finishing Super Meat Boy. I'm, was I on the last boss last week? Yeah. Uh, still on the last boss. I am making progress, though. I'm, That's good. I'm slowly figuring out how to get it. So, I mean, I have like a week left to, to beat that one. So I'm hoping I can get it. It's insanely difficult, though. Um, I'll usually play it for about 20 minutes at a time, and you know I'll start off a little bit slow, um, and then right in the middle I get to the point where I could beat it, where I'm good enough and quick enough, and then if I keep playing for too long, like I start making sloppy mistakes, mistakes. at the beginning of the level again. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's slow going for that, but I th- I think I'll be able to do it. That's hilarious if that's going to be the one thing that stops you from getting your 4 in February. I know, because I started it probably... You started it early. I started about 10 days ago. Yeah. I think. Um, the only and other game I... that last boss, right? Yeah, just the last boss, uh, the, <laughs> which I started last week at this time, last Thursday, I think. Um, the, the only other game I have to play is To the Moon, which I'll probably play Friday morning, just oh, yeah. all the way all the way through. So I'll have that beat, and then it'll still hopefully maybe I'll get a chance to beat Super Meat Boy, but that otherwise that's all I'll have left. So <laughs> you can um, do it. Yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm starting to make some progress, so we'll see what happens. 
Um, it's one of those things where it'll just happen like all of a sudden, and I'll be I'll be surprised. You'll be like, all right, this is it. Yeah. And, and then you'll ha- get it. It'll yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I played, and Corey can talk about this too, is we played Guild Wars too on Monday, um, raiding Monday. We did some dungeons, which I was not for at first because we've had such poor, not luck, but we we're so poor at dungeons <laughs> that I didn't, I wasn't really feeling good about it. I wanted to do some, some PVP, but uh, we were finally actually able to complete a dungeon run, and we completed two. Uh, with relative ease, I think, you know? I'm going to clap for that. That's... You don't have to. No. Because we've done it before, but... No, you said with ease, too. Yeah, it was pretty easy for the most we part. We haven't beaten one before. No, you got... I don't think you guys have beaten it. Yeah, we've beaten the story. Oh, did we do that as a group? Yeah, and then you and me beat... Uh, you and me and some other people beat one of the... Or a couple of the paths oh, okay. one day. A while ago. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I was, I was not for doing a dungeon. I wanted to do world versus world or structured PVP just cause that's, that was more fun for me, especially with how poorly we've done in dungeons. Um, but yeah, it was me, Chris and Corey and we, we got two other people to help. Um, Corey, I called it. What? At the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You said we were going to be able to do it. Well, both of our groups, we all had, we were all DPS people. We didn't, didn't have any tanks. Um, and I don't really think anyone was a support class really either, were they? No, I was all DPS. I was all DPS too. I have one, uh, one ability that is a AOE heal and that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. See, mine's all for me. I have a couple like buffs I can do, but that's it. Mine's all like my heal is just, just a heal for me. Oh, oh, my, uh, supply drop has bandages in it for people. So I guess I was a minor support role. Yeah. Uh, supply drop well, has only, bandages in the healing turret. The only other thing I have that isn't me and my enemy is uh, one of my signets makes it so I draw every every condition that is on my allies goes from them to me. Yeah, and then and you then consume those for health. No, 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 and then I, I uh, press the signet and then it goes to the enemy. Oh, well, that's cool. So I round up all the conditions and then send it to him. Okay. So that's a yeah. minor minor support ability. Yeah, kind of. So. Okay, uh, but yeah, like we got we got stuck in a couple different spots, but we kind of just powered through it, right? With reorganizing. Yeah, well, and... A lot of a lot of that is uh, people try to take shortcuts. Yeah. a lot of times, which I don't yeah. think you can do anymore. They've kind of cleaned that all up, right? Uh, we did try. We did skip a lot of the just yard trash that was around. Right. Just running through it. Yeah. We tried. Did we try to skip? the lieutenant yes or was that last week i can't remember but yeah they did clean up a lot of the stuff like you can't respawn now if uh your allies are in combat yeah so you can't what what was called uh waypoint what's waypoint zerging or whatever it's where you just keep respawning and jumping back into the battle and killing whatever it is yeah which i kind of like i think it's more fun yeah absolutely it's a little more challenging but no, just a lot of times they try to take shortcuts and you keep screwing up and people keep dying and a lot of times it takes more time than if you were just to, you know, go just, through it just, normal. Just to power through it, yeah. But no, yeah, we we got it together and I thought it was the good balance between uh, difficult and fun. Yeah, I did have a lot of fun, which I haven't really had in dungeons at all up until that point. So it was it was a good time. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Uh, anything else? What? 
still a good game. Adam Sessler was on uh, uh, Reddit the other day doing an, an AMA, and somehow the topic went to MMORPGs, and I weighed in a little bit on Guild Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Some people, some people were saying, yeah, I tried Guild Wars, but it wasn't any different, so I stopped. And I jumped in and said, yeah, you know, I felt the same way at first too for the first couple weeks I played it and I stopped playing it but I went back to it and realized all the things that are actually different about it and improved over the the typical formula. Yeah. I don't even know how you could say that with World versus World. There's nothing like that in any MMORPG. That's what I said. I said, you know, you can you can do the combat and play the combat like it was a, a traditional MMORPG, but you're going to be really bored doing it that way. Yeah. Also, I said that I would argue to the death with anyone that thought World vs. World or PvP was boring. Because yeah. that's what one of the comments was, was that it, it was boring. Well, they probably just didn't know how to play it. Right. And died a couple times, got frustrated. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, it certainly took me a long time before I was effective in World vs. World. Um, and, you know, really I didn't get effective a lot until I hit level 80. And then once you kind of figure out how you're going to play your build and, and get equipment geared towards your build that's when you you know really start to figure things out and in pvp really doing the pvp really helps with that because you can tinker with builds and yeah. swap in and out runes for equipment and yeah just, you know, quick yeah yeah absolutely yeah. you just learn how to be really good at pvp and you take that to world versus world and it translates yeah it absolutely translates and, and it adds the layer of extra teamwork with large amounts of people, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I still probably have more fun playing Guild Wars 2 World vs. World than most things I've ever done gaming, I think. I would put it up there with as fun as I've, I've ever had in a game, especially an MMORPG. Definitely. It's a bold statement. It it's a very bold statement, but I, I love it. I haven't really done it because I'm trying to do my 4 in February and I should get back into playing Guild Wars more yeah. th- more than once a week. Do it. Yeah, I should. But that's all really we had to talk about, right? Did you want to talk tactics with Corey? Oh, that's right. Corey, I, I want to discuss my tactics. I, I told you a little bit about it in Guild Wars, but I found out that I didn't remember hardly any of the fourth chapter other than two different battles, which were the last battle I remembered. And then the one at the dam where you have to hit the switches. Yeah. On either side. I, I didn't remember anything else from it at all. That, yeah. That's a fun battle, though, the one with the dam. Yeah. I just wiped everybody out. No no issues, huh? No, I had I didn't have any issues. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I think the hardest battle for me was the one with uh, Celia and Lead and the Marquis of Elmdor. Oh, that's, man. That's before you get... Orlando, right? No, I had Orlando. Oh, not not the one, not not the one, not the roof of Rio Vane's castle. Yeah, um, the one after where you actually have to fight and kill them. Yeah, he has yeah. all the Genji gear that you have to have an impossible like or great luck to be able to steal and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I never, I didn't try to, I just tried to kill him. I got like the sword, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, I can't do but this. but but what I figured out is every time I had played. Th- after, because I had gotten all the way to the end boss in high school when I first had tactics, um, but every playthrough I've ever had after that, I've gotten stuck at the roof of Rio Vane's castle and not been able to advance because it's one of those situations where you can't go back 
and go to town and get more stuff or, um, you know, change your classes that much. So I gotten stuck there every time since since high school. When I made it to the final boss and got stuck, didn't didn't have a good enough party to advance from there. Did you feel like Orlando was uh overpowered? No, I think he's kind of necessary for I and honestly the last boss battle wasn't the hardest one I had. Um I thought the last boss was relatively easy. Um the some of the harder battles I fought were the ones leading up to that and the the Mirand Death City or whatever. Uh, the, yeah. I still say the fight where you're on the two separate like yes. areas with like Balk shooting that, the guns. That was oh. extremely difficult. I don't think you'd be able. To, well, I probably would have been able to beat it eventually without Orlando, but mm. and I actually think that's why I didn't beat the last boss in uh, when I, when I played in high school. I don't think I used Orlando at all. Yeah, I, uh, I try I not to lot him from from my my squad. Yeah. I want, but I would have needed to level up my guys a lot more to be able to beat it without him. And I didn't, you know, you didn't I didn't have, have the time. time. Yeah. So it it only took me twenty three hours to beat, which was nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, because the how long to beat said it would take like sixty eight. So I was like, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, but at the same time, I knew what I was doing. I knew what kind of party I wanted. Um, I had two lancers, a ninja, a chemist that was also a master time mage. Yeah. And Orlando was my was my party that I took till the end. What did you do for the battle where Ramza is separated from his team to open up the gate for them? Oh, I had my party kill the other guys while I had Ramza as a master. I think I was a master monk and just do chakra to heal himself. An auto potion? No, just chakra. Just chakra. Yeah, because um, he was fast enough that. Uh, Gaff Garion would only hit him once and I could heal myself or sometimes he would hit him twice, but I could get myself healed up enough that it wasn't, was an issue. I had my party wipe everybody else out and then I had Ramza open the gate and come in and, and then kill off Gaff Garion. But I did use auto potion on my mages before I got Orlando. I had a black mage and then my time mage and they had auto potion. So every time they would get hit, they would, or just about every time they would get hit, they would have potion. Because they're squishy. Yeah. They die quick. Very squishy. But my time mage also had the teleport, which was really useful for that battle. Um, uh, it's at the church where it's really high and you have to wrap yourself around the building to climb up. But I just teleported up and cast Meteor on the people that were up there. What, wait, what if I was this? Oh, um, is that the one where Delita comes in? Yes. Yeah, because yep. yeah, you're like praying inside the yep. cathedral, and uh, Delita's there, and then you guys walk out, and then it's the, like the not the high confessor, but it's yeah. like a, it's a higher up somebody in the church. Name, yeah. But yeah, that was that one. I just cast meteor, and I killed like everybody except for that for the guy that you had to kill, and then I just wrapped around that's, and that's cool. Killed him. Did. I've never seen that. That's cool that you had that strategy. Yeah, and lan- lancers are really useful too because you know the jump ability, and then they have ignore height. That's true, yeah. Plus, and their lances reach two squares. Their lances reach two squares. And um, powerful. I, yeah, I'd had them as uh, that's always been my favorite class in tactics. <clears throat> um, I had them. They had Hamado, which is you counter, you attack before you're attacked, and 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 mess up their attack. But as you get later on in the game, you're not hit with physical attacks really. So uh, I took that off, and what did I put? Probably auto potion on those guys eventually. Mm-hmm. Did you pay attention to Brave and Faith at all? Brave and Faith? Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, the stats. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, what is it, Faith is more important for... 
magic magic users and yeah brave brave is more important overall um i didn't really worry too much about faith because the higher the higher a character's faith was the more damage they took yeah more effective at magic and also more vulnerable to magic yeah so i just i mean what i would always do when i started a game is i would immediately release everybody in my party whose brave was below 60 okay but I mean that's just as, and there's ways to raise the brave yeah later on in the game but um I yeah my all my I actually had a really good starting party um I think I only had one character that was the, in the fifties I think for I think it was brave but I ended up using them as a mage because they had high faith mm-hmm. but yeah I, I had a, I had a really good starting party most of them were in the sixties and some in the little seventies so. Yeah, awesome game though. I really liked it. I'm glad I got that monkey off my back and was able to beat it. So I'm, I'm proud. Yeah, it wasn't hard. I just needed to be prepared for that roof of Rio Vane's castle battle. That's like so. a torture run. Yeah, that was. That. All, it, well, if you're not ready for it, you know you're, you're, yeah. you're gonna lose that one. So I, you know, I had a nin- uh, almost a master ninja at that point, and uh, she got to attack first. So I went in two attacks on one of the. I think they're dancers, is that... The, the class? The, yeah, the assassins, whatever they are. Um, yeah, there's something Celia, like that. Celia are lead, and you know, I almost killed them in one hit. And then and then the battle ends if you almost kill one, so... I'll never forget one. I forgot whatever assassin it was, but I grabbed Duke Barrington oh, by the throat the and roof. just threw him off the roof. I was yeah. like, uh-oh. Yeah. Great stuff, though. That game's a masterpiece. They don't make them like that anymore. They really don't. And you know what I heard? There's rumors, you know, the people who do the uh, the torchlight mods, the yeah. dragoon might be one of oh. the classes they put in, like a lancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. So that's my favorite favorite yeah. of the classes. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about, Corey? Nah. Okay. Uh, so next week our episode will be our four in February wrap up. We'll kind of go over all of our games, what we thought. Um, hopefully, all of us will end up beating all of our games because. If we record, it'll be Wednesday. 28th. It'll be twenty seventh or twenty eighth, right? What if what if uh, we decide to record on the twenty eighth and I haven't beaten a game yet? You better be playing while we're recording. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. To be honest with you guys, well, you got a lot of time left in uh, Nino Cooney. I was all gung ho going into the month, but I just burned myself out and. It's the last thing I feel like doing. <laughs> Is forcing yourself to play a game you don't really want to play. Yeah. See, I you you'll like Borderlands. Yeah. I don't think you'll be forcing yourself to play that. Can you play multiplayer on the same screen? Yeah. Local okay. your local uh split screen co op. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Which right. which will be fun. Yeah. Uh so that'll do it for episode eighty th- no no, I've got I've got things I've got to talk about first. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our Twitter page is twitter.com slash tsathletes or at capital T, capital S, athletes. Um, our web page is www.thumbstickathletes.com. You can leave us voicemail at 607-527-0547 or email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. If you're going to be placing any orders on Amazon, please use our our banner on our website. Just clear clear. Amazon related cookies first and then uh and then place your order and the thumbstick athletes get a little kickback. So if you're gonna be ordering 
uh what bioshock infinite is coming out we thought south park is coming out but i don't that was supposed to come out march 5th but i don't think that's going to happen um yeah or from amazon use our use our, our banner on our website um yeah so now that'll do it for episode 83 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan will Corey. thanks for listening and get out of my basement One, two, three, four.